Welcome to the Guard Up Podcast. CJ James back with another episode. Hit a recap the NBA playoffs. It's the third episode. I've been covering the playoffs. It's a lot been going on. Uh, some teams are in game three. Some teams are in game four. Uh, glad to be joined with a few of my few guests here. Guys I've been talking hoops with for, damn, for like a decade almost. Uh, it's been a long time. I'll start with my guy, Viz Swoops, host of the Jungle Report podcast and host of the Grind Season TV. How you doing, brother? I'm doing all right, man. As good as I can do. Knicks is down 2-1 right now. It's a tough week. <laughs> tough week. Tough week indeed. Tough week indeed. Uh, I got my guy, TJ Luke. Uh, how you doing, bro? High school. High school boy. Also, Viz Swoop, again, uh, we all went to high school together. Uh, I've been talking basketball for, for so long, so... That's yeah, why I call the podcast like old times. That's what it felt like. Got you, got you. I'm going, man, chilling. Um, it's crazy week with the playoffs. A lot of upsets here and there. So looking forward towards this. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And then last but not least, I got my brother Teddy, guy from college, Buffalo State. Um, if you've been following the podcast, he's been a featured guest for multiple episodes um, since this thing's jumped off. So, Teddy, what's going on, brother? Glad to have you back. Not much. Happy to be here. Ready to get into this uh, basketball talk. Yes, sir. All right. Let's start off, man. Knicks Hawks. Last night. Let's start. Okay. Let's 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 start with Wednesday because Wednesday, Wednesday was a high note. Let's start with the high note. Um, game two, first playoff win. Um, and Knicks from the Knicks in, in eight years. MSG was rocking. It was good vibes. Then yesterday comes along and we head to Atlanta. Got to give credit to the ATL. That that stadium, I mean, that arena was going crazy too. The crowd was going wild. It looked packed. There's a couple of Knicks fans in there, but they were definitely getting drowned out by the Hawks fans, you know, as expected. I start with my guy Viz. What's what was your thoughts? What's your thoughts on the series so far? You know, Knicks took the L down two down two one or down one two. What's your thoughts on the series and? And how do you how do you see the series playing out, and what adjustments um, do the Knicks need to uh, take in order to you know try to get back in the series and, and advance? Um, what, what I see from the jump is Knicks is very inexperienced outside of Derrick Rose and Taj Gibson, who've been playing very. The things Taj Gibson do before we, I go anywhere don't show up in the stat sheet, but what he does on the court is very important. So them two, they're doing what they can as the veterans on that team. But the lights seem to be right now too big, too bright for a lot of the guys on the team. Um, playing Dirk Rose more minutes, got to get quickly going more, trying to get Obi Toppin in the rotation because he's a, he's a spark guy. And really, it's about getting the ball out of Trey Young's hands. Mm. And you can't you can't you can't be the team shooting thirty six percent from the floor and the other team is shooting fifty one percent from the floor. You're never gonna win a game like that. Yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Just it's kind of been that way the first three games. Just uh, lethargic on offense. You know the defense hangs around here and there, but then but then you know other than other than game two, game two, it was kind of looking like the same thing in the first three games. Um, and then this you know Hawks had a had a little slump, and then the last five minutes of the fourth quarter, which ultimately ended the Knicks getting that W. But uh, it's just been really been D Rose, really been the most consistent player on offense for the Knicks. Uh, TJ, what's your thoughts on the, on the game? And then I'll finish up with Teddy, and I'll give my thoughts. 
<laughs> I definitely agree. Uh, Rose has been the spark for for the Knicks, um, and that's their downfall. Also, uh, him being the only spark, they're not going to progress. No way with him just being the only scorer. Um, actually, surprised to see Julius Randle playing so lackadaisical. Um, mm. I feel like he's he's been forced to the right, but at the same time, not. Uh, given the left, given that he's a left-hand shooter, he's not taking uh, a lot of left-hand approaches to the basket, which is actually detrimental to the team. Um, as far as the rest of the team, I feel like they should give Obi Toppin uh, a lot more playing time and a lot more shots because he could be a spark, as in a second scorer or second option for that team. Uh, as as uh, Vince said earlier with Rose and Gibson, those are the veteran players. So with them leading the way, I think Thibodeau just has to make the right choice and put in one of those rookies to use and knocking down some shots to get them back into the series. All right, Ted, you can follow up. Yeah, I mean, for me, it all, it all comes down to, to Randall. You know, these other guys, you know, I mean, if you would have told me that Alec Burks had 27 points in game one and Rose scores 30 in game three, I would have been like, so we're up 3-0, right? I mean, <laughs> are you kidding me? So, you know, Randall, his energy sucks. He's playing like he has no basketball IQ. He's playing like the old Randall, you know, year one Knicks Randall, not most improved player Randall. And you are not going to win a series when your best player is – you know, playing like shit. I mean, you know, he, he's got to facilitate, he, he, you know, that, that was his biggest improvement from year one to two in his next years was, you know, the ability to, for him to move the ball and make good decisions, take good shots. And right now he's just trying to shoot himself out of this slump he's in. And it's just making it worse. He'd be better off on the bench, honestly, if he's going to keep playing like this. Uh, <laughs> and then, on the defensive end, you know, Trey Young just, you know, can't miss within 15 feet. Uh, and for some reason, the Knicks continue to play him, you know, 30 feet away from the basket and go over the screen at 30 feet. And then he just has all this space to work with. The def- our defender is always behind Trey Young beyond the three-point line. It makes no sense. I don't know why we are going over these screens at 30 feet out. But, you know, if we continue to do that, we don't have a shot against against this team that we should definitely be beating. There's no reason that, you know, if, Rand, you know, we just need Randall to play like Randall and we need to figure out the defense and we'll see what happens. I'm not too confident, to be honest. Yeah, it's been disappointing. Look at Randall, like you guys said, he has to play better. Yeah, they're forcing him right. They're sending him, you know, they have a lot of help. To me, they just look like they're afraid of Capella. I mean, Capella, I mean, they make it, they give him Capella so much confidence, you know, when they drive to the basket because they feel like he's going to block their shot. And he's just, he has to be aggressive. I mean, you, you, what you, what you do with a shot blocker is you got to, you got to put your shoulder in his chest. You got to make him, you got to take away his ability to block that shot. The referee's going to call that foul. Had a lot of foul calls yesterday. Still weren't, still wasn't able to get the W. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, 
his his ability, his he's he's key. He's key. I gotta give credit to, to Nate McMillan. Gotta give credit to, a lot of credit to Nate McMillan. Everybody talked about how Julius Randle's averaging 35 in, in the uh the, the play the regular season games against Atlanta. But to me, though, that, that that definitely had an asterisk because the first two games they have Lloyd they had Lloyd Pierce, who's not a defensive minor head coach. And then in the third game, and in, in the garden, Trey Young got hurt in that third quarter, and they were up by 10 when Trey before Trey uh ultimately had to leave because of the ankle injury. So I, I didn't I didn't buy too much into those numbers. John Collins playing with a different type of physicality, uh, intensity, also because, again, he knows he has a guy like Capella behind him. So even if he even if Randall it does blow by him, you know, he has that help to block the shot. But you still got to be aggressive. His ability to get to the basket opens up shots for RJ, open, open up shots for, for Reggie Bullock. That's why Reggie Bullock hasn't hasn't been playing well. He's just a spot up shooter. That's why they could just throw Trey Young on Bullock, because Trey because Bullock is not going to make him work on on offense. He could just he, all he does is stand on the three point line. He doesn't put the ball on the floor. He can't create his own shot. His his shots come off of Randall's double teams. So it's you know Trey's just chilling on offense. I mean chilling on defense. So it's, it's, it's you know he gets he gets a rest over there. He has to run a little bit, but it's not really it's not really to the point where he, he's getting in foul trouble. Or he's gonna have to really—he's really struggling on that side of the court. And yeah, Randall just—he's—he's uh, look, he's looking lost out there, man. I mean, like he won most improved, and he's looking like now he's looking like most disappointing player. <laughs> like it's crazy. It's just—it's uh, just kind of—it's just sad. It's just sad to see RJ. You got you know people people putting all the blame on on Randall, but I'm putting blame on RJ as well. He was the second leading scorer on the team this year. He. he He's just looking like a spot up. You know, I want to see Thibodeau maybe get him in some pick and roll action, have him be the primary ball handler, work with Randall a little bit, kind of take some take some of the pressure off Randall him so he could get to the basket, get some good shots. So he's not just standing on a three-point line all game. Cause if you if you stand on a three-point line all game and your shot's not going, it kind of it kind of you know puts your confidence down a little bit. And for a young guy like him, you know, it could it could change the morale of his game and, and that specific game. So uh, I would like to see. I would like to see Thibodeau do some pick and roll with him, with him and Randall. Try to try to get try to get Collins on the move. Make make Capella switch a little bit. If he's moving, if he's moving and he has to step up, you could throw that. You could throw that lob or do a nice little dump off to Egypt Gibson on Noel. So I just feel like offensively they could they could make some adjustments. Right now it's just still looking like give the ball to Randall in the post, and that's why they just they, they just walling him off like TJ said. They just walling him off, make you know forcing him right. And if he does get a blow by, he, he's he's under the paint. He's like pump faking. He doesn't know what to do. I'm like, yo, bro, you just go, just go up, just go up. Either one of two things are gonna happen. You either gonna get a foul, you gonna get your shot blocked. And and then you you would hope either Gibson or or Noel is right there to get that to get that rebound and put it back up. But it's just they it look like they just playing lost. Um, it's three it's three games in a row, so they haven't even to me it doesn't look like they really adjusted. Um, got it. You know, I'm looking at Thibodeau. You know, he's a great coach. You could, you know, obviously top, top candidate for coach of the year because I just turned this thing around. But in the playoffs right now, he's definitely being outcoached by Nate McMillan, 100%. And this, and this is a guy Nate McMillan who hasn't even been past the first round as a as a head coach. And we, we've known that uh, Thibodeau's been past first round in those those Bulls days in Chicago. So they just, I, I agree, I agree with you, Teddy. I just feel like I feel like we're a better team. I really do. I mean, if Randall plays better. I don't see how they could beat us because we've had we've had better contribution from our bench than Atlanta. So it's just it's just tough to watch, and I, I mean, it's just 
It's just think there's a difference though between uh, you know Barrett and Randall. Like you know Barrett, I think he's like 20, second year in the league. Same with Quigley. They're still young. This is what you're supposed to see from them in the playoffs. They're supposed to struggle a little, you know, especially on the road. Atlanta two for nine. RJ, um, you right. know, he did play. He played better than that at home. Um, you know, Randall, there's really just no excuse for it at this point. I mean, he's. He, I mean, I kind of feel bad for him because he's just losing millions by the minute that he plays. I mean, we're yeah, gonna is. we're gonna get him really cheap this off season, and and <laughs> yeah, he's just yeah. proving he's just proving he can't be the best player on a team. I mean, right, right. it's very right. obvious he's not a leader. His energy sucks. It's affecting everyone around him. You can just see it. Um, you know, yep. so it, it's it's all on him for me, and that's just what this series is proving. Now you're right. You're right, and um, you, and I, I that's what I, that's what I'm saying with RJ. Like, get him get him some easy shots. If he's just mm-hmm. standing, if he's just a spot up in the corner. Because everyone's hoping that you know Randall creates a double team where he can make that read. If that's not happening, he's just lost out there. He's not really getting rebounds. He's not active on the offensive glass. It's just, and then DeAndre Hunter also outplaying him. DeAndre Hunter was playing crazy yesterday. I was, I was like, wow. I mean, Hunter's a good player, and you know he he went fourth in that draft. RJ went third, so you know they're right there in terms of you know um, their potential as, as prospects as young players in the NBA. But he was knocking down shots, putting the ball on the floor. I feel like you know RJ showed us that a little bit in the regular season, and I want to see him do that a little bit more. That's why I feel like him and Randall could do a nice little pick and roll, get you know, and get and get those guys moving on defense because all they're doing is just doubling Randall and just stay at home on the shooters. Mm-hmm. That's it. So like if if Randall can't if Randall's shots not on, it's just a stagnant offense. And Ro- and the reason why Rose is playing so well is because he has an ability to create off the dribble. That's why. He- that's why he's playing great. I agree with you, CJ. And like 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 said, he said before, he's not playing with any urgency. He's waiting for the double team to get there. He's not right. passing the ball when a double team's coming. I'm not seeing a Julius Randle that has the, if I'm correct, the most uh, triple doubles in the season for any Nick in Nick history. I'm not yep. seeing I'm not seeing that guy. When you shoot two, I'm looking at the stats now: two or fifteen from the floor, and seven of those shots was threes. When you went to the free throw line eight times and you made all eight of your free throws, why are you shooting threes? Why are you settling for jumpers? Get down low. Bang it out with those guys. Guys don't want to bang for for 42 minutes of a game. Exactly. So, and you have you have the physicality. That's what he was doing in high school. That's what he did in college before he slimmed down and all that. You were a banger down low. Why would you change it? Don't, don't lose that part of your game because that gives you the advantage. Everything else is just an add-on. Yep. And like you said with uh, R.J. Barrett, he's a young guy, but Again with him, he's settling for for threes, two or nine, shooting one for five from three. We can't. We're not going to outshoot the Hawks. We're never. The Hawks is a better shooting team than we are. They got more guys that can score from the perimeter than we, than we do. But we, like that energy is not there defensively. We're not. We're not closing out on the shooters, and it's like we don't know how to play a team that seems to not attack the basket as much. The, the I'm looking at the stats. The entire Hawks team, outside of Trey Young, shot over fifty percent from the floor yesterday. Yeah, and Trey Young's the guy regarding 35 feet out. Yes, for me, for, for Trey, about the, the, the point you made about going over the screen, I'm not – I'd rather live with – even though the floaters can can get annoying, but I'd rather live with the floaters than us going under the screen on Trey and, and, and him getting hot from three. I'd, ra- I'd, rather, the fl- I'd rather take the floater than the, than the three-point shot, and that's what the Knicks have done a good job of throughout the regular season. They've been one of the best best teams in terms of uh, opposing three-point percentage. 
So, you know, they've done a great job of stopping the three um, in the regular season. And in this in this series, you know, it hasn't happened as much. But again, also that 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 dribble penetration, like is is you, that's still a good point. The dribble penetration has created op- open shots for some of those other guys. Um, it's too like, efficient. Like, yeah, yeah, it's just too yeah, it's too efficient. And and D, as great as great as of uh, you know offensive players, D Rose is he's not the he's not the best defensively. I would like to see Frank in there a little bit, at least for a couple minutes. Use his use his length, use his physicality. To try to make things tough for uh, for, for Trey Young in certain instances. I mean, he's supposed to be a defensive specialist. That's his, you know, that's his uh, that's his skill set. That's his primary skill set as a player right now. So if he's on the court, I would like to see him. Yeah, try to get some steals. Be physical. Be physical with Trey. I'm just not. I'm just not really seeing that. You know, he's kind of just just you know getting by the defender, and you know Taj and Noel. You know, it's, it's it's only in their nature to go up, and then that's an easy lob to Capella or or um Inakwe. So it's just, it's just tough. To, it's just tough to watch, man. And then for yeah, for quickly, quickly's a, quickly's a great spark plug, and he's young, and I, I love his game. He has a lot to work on as well. Some of the flaws that that when he came out of college still still shows a little bit. He's still young, so I'm not really trying to like be critique too much. But in terms of him getting to the basket, he's not great at getting to the basket. As great as a free throw shooter he is. He doesn't get to the line that much, and that's because he's not. He has to. He's got to put on some weight. He's got to put on some weight so he can be able to, you know, um, initiate that contact on some of these some of these centers. Because if he's able to get to the basket, he's going to get to the foul line, slows the game down, and we know he's a great free throw shooter. So that just helps the team even more. So that that'll improve as he gets older. As in this in this offseason, he'll get stronger. He'll look at some things. And I like the point. You, I like the point you guys made about about Obi as well. He's been he's been playing really well. Um, I think we could we could play him a little bit more. Yes, on defense, you know, when Gallinari's on him, he's kind of looks shaky. He's when he's out there on the perimeter like that, he's looking to loss a little bit. But if he can make up for it on his offensive offensive game, I don't want to see him stand on the three point line too much. I want to see him get on the offensive glass, get some putbacks because that's what we're gonna need. It's gonna have to. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to. It's gonna have to be a gritty. You have to have a gritty mindset. We can't be a finesse team. We can't play finesse. We can't beat a finesse team or finesse. And and I actually like the I'm not the biggest Frank fan in the world. I have my issues with Frank. But nice. I think I think we can we can take Reggie out the lineup and put Frank in there just to be an irritant. Just be an irritant to Trey Young. Right, yes. While he's in there, because you you're not making them work on defense. So make his shots tough on him offensively. And he's still and regardless of how I feel, he's our best one on one defender. And the thing with quickly, like you said before. It's just seeing even with quickly RJ the young guys, it, it, it falls on Julius Randle. When his energy is low, their energy is low. The, and the only time they do have some sort of of they get up is when Derrick Rose is going crazy. But like, this is a guy that was playing for like 20, 25 minutes maximum. We got him playing thirty nine minutes. We got to get more from the other guys. That's yeah, all. definitely, definitely. And also, uh, just to wrap up that last point you made. You talked about him being a post. He was a post player. He was a post in New Orleans. He was played in the post. Uh, L.A. He played in the post. High school, high school. Exactly. He played in the post. If he puts his back to the basket a little bit, use that left hand, because what they because they're just stopping him from the dribble drive. He has to mix it up a little bit. Do a little bit of dribble drive. Post up a little bit. You gotta give. You gotta show them different looks to shift the defense. So then ultimately. You could try to get some breeze out there on the perimeter, and I'm just not seeing the offensive creativity from Thibodeau from the from the head coaches um, right now. And now in the regular season, you could get away with that type of stuff because you're not facing good teams every night. 
Now you're going up against the same team four, five, six times. You know, the teams are going to adjust. Now, last, last uh, final thoughts from you, TJ. Agreed. 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 Uh, that's exactly uh, what I was saying with Randall. Still playing towards going towards the right, uh, being a left-handed shooter. He's not being aggressive. Even with the dribble drive, he's settling with the pass out rather than taking that chance and either getting a shot blocked or drawing the foul. Um, same thing with Obi Toppin. I would love to see him put the ball on the ground more and be aggressive in the paint. That could actually give them a spark into doing something. They they really do need to be aggressive uh, when it comes to playing against the Hawks because they're not a finesse team like the Hawks are, and they're not going to shoot better than them. So it's just a, uh, I want to say, like a wait and, a wait and watch game with them. Um, Randall... As you guys said, Randall's energy is very low. And when his energy is low, the team really just plays like shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of bad. It, it does show that he he can't be a, a go-to guy. He can't be a star player for a team. Because mm-hmm. his his energy doesn't match you know, uh, bringing that spark. Even if they're down 10, 15, all right, I may have missed my first eight shots. Let me be aggressive and knock down these next four. Get to the foul line. And you get what I'm saying? Like, he right. doesn't show that aggressive attitude, that Mamba mentality, as everybody's been talking about. He's been—he just looks like a regular season player. He did all that talk for the regular season, but now postseason is here, and he's quiet as a mouse. It's very shocking. So, just yeah. looking forward to see what's going on with the Knicks. It's been yeah. a while since they've been in the playoffs in the postseason, so it's actually exciting to watch. But. It's 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 very heartbreaking to watch them play so shit like. <laughs> yeah, you guys are hundred percent right, man. I agree with all the points you guys made. Uh we'll see, we'll see what the what the Knicks do tomorrow. We'll talk about that and as we preview the game for the game four matchup. But let's move on to the, the Clippers and the Mavericks. Game three. Mavericks is up 2 0. I was, you know, I, I saw the, the, the Devo meme. I saw uh, Vision put that up on, <laughs> on Facebook. I've seen it everywhere. Yeah, they, yeah, D- exactly. Devo Doncic, they, you know, they was going they was going crazy. It was, I was like, man, they go down 3 0, man. Everybody's talking about they're going to blow the team up. And that's the, that still might be the case. We'll know. We'll see how the series play out. But they came out yesterday on the road. It was what thirty to eleven to start the game. Everybody's like, "Here we go again," you know. They 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 fought back and got the W one by ten. Um, I think they did some they did some really good things on Doncic in that second half. Uh, Paul George and Kawhi had a great game, and you know some other guys did some big shots. Marcus Morris did some big shots. Reggie Jackson did some big shots. I saw that they put Rondo in the closing lineup. That's what you want to see. His ability to you know, be guys, still be able to be guys off the dribble at his age and then create off that is a plus and something that you need on the court uh, for a team like L.A. because that's what they struggle with. They don't have a premier playmaker around PG and Kawhi. So I'll start with Teddy. What, what was your thoughts? What's your thoughts on the series so far? And then what was your thoughts on the game last night? And because you potentially see the Clippers coming back and winning the series. Because I personally, I picked the Clippers in six. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people were picking the Clippers at the beginning of this series, and uh, you know, Luca just came in and you know asserted his dominance. Um, you know, I mean, I think he's been the best player in this series. Kawhi came to play last night. Um, you know, he was I think at one point like eleven for twelve shooting. I mean, it was you know, it, it was it was really good to see them going at it. 
you know, 44 points from Doncic, 36 from Leonard. Pandemic P showed up last night a little bit, uh, <laughs> you know, brought his A game. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I like Paul George. You know, he, he's a good player. So I like when he plays well because he just he just is good. So um, it's it's nice to not be able to blame him for this series. Uh, the, I think I think this is just more about the Mavs uh, being better than people gave them credit for. You know, Luca's coming to play. He's kind of asserting himself as you know maybe you know sneaking into that top five player in the league uh, conversation. Mm. Um, Obviously, the Mavs are still in control of this series up 2-1 with Game 4 at home coming up. So that'll that's that's a really big game. I mean, you either go up 3-1 or they come back to tie it, and no one's won a home game yet after four games. So it's a big game. We'll see what happens. I mean, this is one of the best series of the first round for sure. Yeah, we got to TJ and then uh, Visca's uh, follow-up. Sure. We're, we're just going to go around. Each topic, we'll just go around. You guys can just... Let's go after each other. All right. Uh, agreed. Uh, I actually, coming into this series, I was looking forward to the Mavs beating the Clippers. Uh, being that <laughs> the Clippers, to me, have been shit-like since they got together. Um, Pandemic P just hasn't been the poor George that we know. Um, he got to shake that nickname, man. <laughs> yeah, that, that Pandemic P, Playoff P way off p like he's just nowhere near to be found um doesn't matter who he's guarding he's gonna get scored on um i think that's the difference between the clippers and the mavs Doncic came to play from the start uh and regardless of who the matchup is on him he doesn't take them lightly he's gonna deal with them full-on force uh as we see he's treating patrick beverly like a baby um He's shaking pain, pandemic P, got him on roller skates. Anybody they put, the Clippers put on him, it's tough. Um, and as they said about Rondo, him trying to call out the plays that the Mavs are pulling. So we're actually watching the Mavs freestyle uh, rather than really run plays. Um, I think that's what kind of messed them up in the last game against, against the Clippers. But who knows? I look forward to seeing the Mavs uh, finishing the series off, possibly or two, maybe three one, I mean, maybe four one. Right. That that's a bold statement. I mean, <laughs> Mavericks Mavericks are. I don't even. They're more. They're the Doncic's team. That's what they are. Because Luca is the team. Outside of him, anything else is a luxury. Uh, Paul George and. Kawhi did their thing. Kawhi, if y'all lose, New York, New York is always an option. Um, Facts. Fill up. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, I miss my boy Mitchell Robinson, too. Get well. We miss you in this series. But, man. Um, the, thing that, the thing that I take away from this series is that if if KP – I mean, not KP. If, if Doncic and Tim Hardaway isn't doing their thing, they're dead in the rights because KP, seven foot three – and you getting three rebounds and nine points is just unacceptable. They lost by ten. Dude shot three for ten from the floor. You're never gonna, you're not gonna be able to do much if if Luca. I just, I, I want to know how much Luca has in the tank to carry them through this series. Can he actually go through a whole playoff run by carrying the team this way? Because he needs help, man. 
He needs. He, he's winning, but he needs help. And I think the Clippers could actually beat them due to the fact that they're freestyling. And the Luka is like what James Harden was in the Rockets. And it's kind of scary to see yeah, on a kid that young. That's a good comp. That's a good comp. That is a good comparison. But at the same time, I feel like he's better than what James Harden was to the Rockets. Why? Because he actually can assist and make the right shot decisions. Um, and I feel like players who play around Luka play better than players who played around James Harden. I, I blame that's, that the coach. That's bold, that's I, bold bro. I, I blame that the coaching style because Harden is a guy that was getting you 50, 50 and 20. So I can't say it was more so of Harden. And this is not, and we're going to go to the Nets more so than it was, uh, what's, what's the guy's name? Mike D'Antoni. Mike D'Antoni, right. And yeah. D'Antoni's coaching style, as we've seen from Phoenix to the Lakers to the Knicks, so even on Brooklyn now, it doesn't. It's not always the most effective style. So I think styles make players. And Rick Carlisle has all gave Luca all the keys to the car, but Luca still needs more help on the team because he he had forty four, Hardaway had twelve, Kiva had fourteen, and Brunson had fourteen, and then everybody else is just they're there. More so you, forty. He had forty four nine rebounds and nine assists mm-hmm. and a steal. You, like, come on, man. You can't ask for nothing more than that. True. That's a fact. Matt's well, also just, done yeah. nothing yet. So to say that, like, he's, you know, better than Harden. Harden put up the same numbers. You know, they, they got deep into the playoffs. So the Mavs have done nothing yet. They've won two games. Absolutely. Yeah. How, and when I, said, when I said the Harden thing, it was more, it was more so just, the, just the how they're using him in the system. And, that, and that's – agreed, agreed. But that's why I'm saying – that's why I made the statement. I feel like uh, – I feel like Doncic is within this system. He's he's utilized better than Harden was utilized. Yeah, Harden gave you a thirty and twenty, but how how far did they go? What you get? What I'm saying? Watch the conference finals. <laughs> and and yeah, let's see that, how far the maps go. What did what did that lead them to? Harden leaving. No, TJ, I agree with you on they didn't win anything, but the Mavs have yet to do anything. I love, I, we love we love Doncic. We love Luca. The I, only piece to me, the only piece they're missing is a solid forward. Yes, they get a solid forward. Because they they'll be set. I think they'll be totally Porz, set. I, I think Porzingis is scared of contact. I, I at first Very much so. got rid of him. I was I was a little upset, but just watching him not pan out on the Mavs is like he kind of did the right thing. Very much so. He is scared of contact. Great points again. Great points again. Yeah, the Porzingis gonna have to step up, bro. Five, five years over one thirty-five, and you get nine points, four rebounds. That's not gonna cut it. That's not gonna cut it. And uh, I was, I felt the same way. I was like, oh man, we let go of Porzingis. But even with Randall playing how he's playing, I still feel like I think the trade was a end up working out. Mm-hmm. End up working out for you could say both teams. Both teams are in the playoffs. So uh, and then we just we got their pick too. We got nineteen and twenty one. So um, I think it worked out. He has to play physical. He has to play physical. I think what the Clippers did, what the Clippers are doing now, but they did in Game Three is exactly what what Dallas did in the first two games against the Clippers. When they get that switch, if they don't, if they don't, they don't have they don't have elite primary. They don't have elite perimeter defenders on on the Mavericks. I mean, Finney Smith is solid. Uh, Hardaway, he has size, but nobody's nobody's calling him like an elite defender. Yeah, no. So what they're doing is, if they they're gonna switch, you got Kawhi and PG, they're on Kleber or 
even Dotic. I mean, Dotic is not a great defender either. So yeah, they have mismatches. What the, what the Clippers were failing to do um, in Game Two was stay stay with Dotic. Like if if Kawhi and PG, if they had if they had an opportunity to stay on him after the pick, you got to stay on him. You can't just you can't just have Reggie Jackson and Patrick Beverly on on him. He's too, they're they're too small. They're too small to guard. Him. You got to match the size. And then again, these two guys are supposed to be two of the best perimeter defenders in the A right now. So, I mean, that's that's your that's your calling card. You got to be able to answer that call, um, especially against a guy like Johnson's like forty, you know, forty four nine and nine, but didn't really get like you said, didn't like you guys said, didn't get any production from, you know, anyone else on the team. And defensively, the Mavericks, they're gonna they're gonna have they're gonna have to do something. They're gonna have to do something to figure it out because. I mean, so yeah, for three guy that that's, that that doesn't alter shots is doesn't awesome. alter shots, just stands on a three-point line. You know, he just he looks like a, just a stretch four. He looks like you know Dario Sarge. And Nicholas, there, Batum, <laughs> Nicholas Batum was giving him some of the business last night too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And if you make him Batum, if you make him work had, on defense, nah, yeah, go ahead. No, I was saying so I was in Nicholas Batum. I, I didn't. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, exactly. I didn't see that coming either. You know, he. Uh, he caught a lot of flack, you know. We caught a lot of flack, especially his days in Charlotte. Got the bag and really didn't step up. So you know he's figuring out the role for himself now on the Clippers, which is good, which is smart. That's how you play winning basketball. And I could I could see the series. I can see this series going the other way. The thing with the only thing with the Clippers is when the game gets tight, sometimes they fold. We've seen that. We saw that last year in the fourth quarter. That's why I said it was so key for them to have a guy like Rondo in there in the fourth something that they didn't have in the first two games because he could kind of – he's a floor general. He can run the offense. So he could slow things down on offense for the Clippers um, when things get sporadic, when things get too stagnant because that there's that, there's times where Kawhi and PG, they just want to play one-on-one ball. And, yeah, yeah, I mean, not most of the time those shots are going to go in. But when they don't, they leave themselves in a predicament where it's just a one, it's just a one possession and you're favoring the defense. You got a guy like Rondo, he can facilitate – he could drive. Now he's a he's a much better shooter than what he was in Boston. So he could space the floor a little bit. It's a, it's a much better pickup than having a guy like Patrick Beverly out there. That's why you don't see Patrick Beverly closing games because he's he just he's just not that type of playmaker. Um, so it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting series. Now we're gonna see how Dallas responds to uh, to what the Clippers did. Again, like I said, I picked the Clippers to to win this game to win this series. Just because again they have they had better players. And I know Dante's gonna get his. It's gonna be tough to stop him. But he also looked like he had like a shoulder injury in the second half, which kind of altered his shot a little bit. And I gotta give credit to I gotta give credit to Ty Lu as well. Defensively, they changed some things up. Even if he's able to even if he's able to get to his spots, they're like they'll kind of show and make him make him second guess. And he sometimes turn the, turns the ball over, and that's what you want. Um if he's just, if he's just you know fluid and Getting to get into his spots, getting the shots up, hitting the right reads, and all the guys hitting the shots is going to be scary. But um, they didn't, you know. The Clippers definitely adjusted. Got to give credit to Ty Lu, and we'll see if uh, Rick Carlisle could could do the same in Game Four to see they see if they could uh, go up three one. Absolutely, absolutely. Right. Let's uh, let's go to the Celtics and the Nets. You know, a series most people thought is it'd be a sweep. I thought so too. <laughs> Till last night, agreed. Yeah, <laughs> had an out of body experience in that game. 
Nah, yeah, Viz, yeah, just go ahead. Get, get, nah, give your reaction, and TJ, you can follow up. Now, TJ, go first. Uh, TJ, yeah, go first, bro. Go ahead. It's crazy. So for that game, I call I, I called Tatum's fifty burger. Um, for some weird reason, I felt like he was gonna drop fifty, knowing that they were down o two. Um, I knew he had to. He he knew he had to put on against Kevin Durant. I don't even want to say Brooklyn Nets, but just against Kevin Durant itself, like um, being that he's played against LeBron, he's had those matchups. Whereas he's kind of the go-to guy. Jalen Brown is down. We we don't see Kemba being that go-to person as much. So Tatum felt like I, I kind of feel like Tatum knew he had to drop that fifty in order to keep them alive. Um. Actually surprised to see that Brooklyn gave that game up. Uh, Kyrie missed a lot of shots that he normally makes. Um, it's just kind of a cold night for him, especially being back in the TD. Sure. Uh, that's kind of what I feel for Kyrie. He just he just didn't feel the energy and the vibe within TD, so that kind of threw him off. Uh, KD played as KD. Um, still looking for James Harden to get lively. Um uh, haven't seen the real James Harden. From my perspective, I haven't seen the real James Harden so far since they played. Last um, night, last night he went crazy. Yeah, forty-one and ten and seven and seven. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, forty-one. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't really get to finish watching that game last night, but okay, that's one game. Um, we'll, we'll look to see if they close it out or not. He had forty-one in a loss. You get what I'm saying? So. Where's James Harden when it, things need to get done? They shouldn't. I, I honestly don't think that they should have gave up at least one L to Boston. Being the fact that they lost uh, Jalen Brown. Right. They shouldn't have gave up any wins to Boston whatsoever. But, hey, it's the NBA where amazing happens, you know? So, <laughs> I think uh, I think a sweep is hard to come by. Um, just uh, uh, my chime in. What I yeah. took away from it uh, – First and foremost, the Nets lost mainly because they don't have any real interior presence. They need they need somebody that could protect the rim. They're getting out rebounded. Tristan Thompson played the hell of a game last night. He's probably a unsung hero in in uh, Boston right now, even though they probably hated him for years. And he pro- and he did a good job going to LeBron uh, school of acting because all them flops out there last night. Were crazy. <laughs> but he did what he had to do to win, and it, it was effective. He shot well from the free throw line. He took good shots down the stretch. Uh, Tatum was just Tatum. When he gets going like that, I don't think anybody could stop him. He was going up guys' chests. He was making the tough shots. He was making the easy shots. There's really nothing you can do when Tatum – and he shot 14, 13 to 15 from the free throw line. There's nothing you can do to that. Um, Harden, gave, Harden did his – Harden and KD played like their game. Last night, I think Kyrie – it's like when Kyrie has a bad game, come to have a bad game. I don't know if they like have there's some kind of distant twins or something, <laughs> but they always have bad games at the same time. It's, it's a weird thing. Uh, Kyrie just couldn't get into a flow of things, couldn't couldn't make any shots. Didn't read the floor well when he, some shots he did take. He would take, he would like drive and try to force a shot on two guys when there's a guy open right there. It just it just wasn't his night. Kemba, I don't know. We we need to put out an APV on him because I don't know who that guy is. That's not the Kemba Walker that I know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Marcus Smart did a hell of a job, too. Yes. Very scrappy, very <laughs> feisty. 
APB out on Kemba is funny. On Kem on Kemba. And I I went to Rice High School before I went to Cardinal Hayes, so love Kemba. That's my guy, but I don't I don't I don't know that guy out there on court right now. Agreed. He's been Kemba like that since he got quiet. Boston, all right? Like hey, absolutely yeah. he's been like that since he's yeah. been in Boston. You know, it's it's crazy. Uh Boston is just the point guard killer, I guess. You know, Kyrie first game back with fans. We all know he's a mental midget, uh, very emotional. So you know, I, I, I saw this bad game coming a mile away. You know, I saw the video of him trying to hype up the fans, booing him pregame. You're an idiot, Kyrie. Like, like he, he just couldn't handle being back in Boston, the fans. Uh, and, I mean, it took, it took 50 points from Jason Tatum to beat the Nets. I don't expect them to lose another game this series. Uh, yeah, those those are my big takeaways. Blake Griffin's a shell of himself. Absolutely. Uh, you know, Kevin that was Durant like a, five was amazing. Yeah, Kevin Durant is a underrated defender. Yes, he I, is. I think putting him at the five going forward with Claxton at the four might do better than playing Blake out there. Because he did a good job at the five. He, they actually closed that lead down a lot. He was playing at center. Yeah, they're gonna they're missing Jeff Green right now. You know, he had the uh strain uh plantar fasciitis, I think in game two. So uh, or game one. And he's definitely kinda he's one of those that he could kind of play the five a little bit. Uh they 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 definitely need him. Yeah, and this, they don't really need a center this, though, right? Like Christian Thompson, that's their biggest threat on the other side. So Wait, they don't need a center now. Right. Well, right in the right in, the, right in this series, they don't they don't need yeah. they can they can live without the big. But if they go to the finals and play LA, uh, Sixers, if, if, six Sixers, Bucks, both of those guys, both mm -hmm. both of those teams have interior presence. Miami uh, too, even though Miami's not going to well, win that. Series. Yeah, if yeah, yeah. Win, yeah true, yeah. true. Miami the, as well. The, the Bucks are making Miami not look very intimidating inside. <laughs> at all. <laughs> at all. But yeah, Tristan, like like you said, this, this uh, Tristan Thompson double double. I mean, I, I mean that, that should be something he should be doing every single night. You know, if he brings that type of energy every night, um, you know, it, it helps. It definitely helps a team like the, the Celtics. Kemba, I don't know, man. Uh, I mean, just has the, has the injury that that knee has just been a problem ever since he got to Boston, and he just haven't been able to figure it out. He's been playing a lot of inconsistent basketball since he's been a Celtic. You know, they, they miss Jalen Brown. I feel like if Jalen Brown was there, could could be a a, a different series. Maybe uh, I probably would have took the, the Nets in six, but a but a competitive six. Um, but Tatum Tatum went crazy. Tatum went crazy. I expect like 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 TJ said. I expect in one of these one in one of these games him to have fifty. And you know everything was going dribble pull ups. If his dribble pull up is on, it doesn't matter who's in front of him. He's gonna get that bucket. And uh, you know he's six nine, six eight, six nine. Get to the basket, athletic, and you can get to the basket. And it's easy to get to the basket against the Nets because, like we said, they don't really have a guy in the middle that could protect the rim like that. I think Claxton is gonna be a, a key guy for them uh, in these late rounds. Even though he's a young guy, he's gonna have to make it really make an impact because you <laughs> have against Giannis and Embiid. That's a tough night. That's a tough night. So, uh, hopefully, they figure it out. You know, these these Kyrie didn't play great. I think Kyrie got a little too caught up in the in the uh, you know the comments that he made and in, in the post game. You know, which in some 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 ways he in some ways he's right about. Um, but I just think him going back to Boston, 
and you know just how how ugly it ended and him saying you know he was going to be a, he's going to be a Celtic for life and and things like that and ultimately leaving and going to the going to the nets it's always it's always going to be that bad blood between him and the Celtics and I think that caught up to him a little bit especially early try to pick it up late but I just it just it was just wasn't enough time Harden Harden played you know phenomenal like like you guys said 41 and 7 He's a, he's unguardable. KD played great too. He's a walking thirty. So it's like, if you like, if he doesn't get thirty, you're like, well, like what's what's going on <laughs> for KD? So that's that's easy. I mean, yeah, just just one of those games that we expected from Tatum. Not not too much to really take away from it. I don't I don't think the Celtics are going to come back in this series um, unless unless the Nets just completely fall apart defensively uh, again. Which you know I think I mean they, they're going to play a little bit better defense than what than what we've seen. Than what we saw yesterday, but I, like I said, I'll take I'll take the Nets in five. I think all of us could agree on that. Absolutely. All right, let's talk about today's games. Right now, currently, we got the Bucks and the Heat going on. Game four, Bucks up 3-0. but Miami's up uh, 64-57. Uh, just started the third a few minutes ago. I'll start with I'll start with Teddy. What's your thoughts? What's your thoughts on this series so far? Because you know you kind of alluded to it a little bit, talking about Miami and how, and they just look like they look lost yeah. as a they team. They look like they look like they were a Cinderella run last season in the bubble, and you know this is probably more of what they really are. Uh, they're obviously missing Oladipo, which does that make a difference in this series? I'm not sure. They don't really have an answer for Giannis. Um, I mean, I think he's averaging 16 rebounds this series. Which, <laughs> if you're if you're Bam, you gotta be embarrassed looking at that. I mean, you know, because considering the other rebounding threat on the Bucks is Brooke Lopez, who averages just not <laughs> as many rebounds as Porzingis. Uh, the only guy you have to worry about is Giannis, and he's just dominating. I mean, he's. I, I think the Bucks are out. For revenge against this Heat team because they beat them four-one last year, and yes. you know Miami might win today. You know, gentlemen sweep. I don't think Miami takes another game. They just don't have the offense to really compete in this series. I couldn't agree with you more. It's uh, even even with Giannis not having his best game today right now. It's what only seven-point game, and he he already has. Eight rebounds, like six rebounds, seven assists with seven points. So that's dominant. It's not. It's not. I don't know. It, I think. I think the Bucks should sweep them because the game's not over and it's only a seven-point game. I don't True. see anything Miami's doing special when you have to rely on guys like Trevor Ariza to give you production <laughs> because Jimmy Butler <laughs> damn is not enough. And I left Trevor Ariza. Trevor Ariza wants to Nick, always a Nick. Feel me, but it's like they don't have enough there. And Chris Middleton and game winners and stuff like that, man, come on, can't do nothing with that right now. Yeah, they're, they're they're Milwaukee's the more opposing team. They're a long, they're a longer team height wise. They're a better defensive team, and I think they just they score better than Miami does. So pretty much. TJ, you want to go? Yeah. Agreed. Um, right now with that series, I see a gentleman sweep happening today, regardless of if Miami's 
putting up, trying to put up a little fight with having a seven-point lead. Uh, I don't see them actually doing anything against the Bucks. Uh, Chris Middleton being the, sh- the, the shot creator or the main shooter for uh, Milwaukee is a big problem for them uh, because then now they switch to the double teams on Giannis, you know, quick kickout, knockdown. Um, him showing that he could seal a deal with uh, knocking down that last shot might be something big for the Bucks uh, this playoffs. Yeah, they're going to need him. They're going to need him to be able to try to get to the finals. And Drew Holiday was a big-time pickup, big-time pickup. Imagine if that uh, Bogdanovich dilemma, you know, was able to go through. They, right. they would have been dangerous. They would have been but dangerous. I, I actually agree. Uh, and that's the same thing I said about them picking up Drew Holiday. He was kind of like the perfect pickup that they could have gotten. Uh with him being a two-way a two-way point guard who can actually guard a lot of these scoring point guards and give them and trade buckets with them, uh, it takes a, a load off of Giannis with finding finding shooters, yep. scoring points, and being able to facilitate uh, and just being that actual point guard that the Bucks needed. With that, uh, that they, the Bucks actually look like they're in a good position for this playoff, this playoff run this year. I love that you brought up Drew Holiday because that's not Middleton's game, right? He's their second best player. He'll get you 20 points, but he's not, you know, running the offense, you know, mm-hmm. which is what Giannis needs beside him, someone that can run the point. And just to bring in Drew Holiday, he can get you 20 as well. He's averaging 10 assists a series. Yes. Uh, that's, that's the X factor for me because Middleton's probably one of my least favorite second uh, options on a team in the league. So I love that they added Drew Holiday. So you must have been reading my mind because that's exactly what I was thinking. With Eric Bledsoe there, he was he was he wasn't the playmaker that they needed. He wasn't dynamic enough. He wasn't he wasn't making the best decisions, and he couldn't guard anybody. Right now, Drew Holiday already with nine, seven assists, and six rebounds, and it's still seven minutes to go, seven minutes and thirty seconds to go in the third quarter. He's gonna he's an irritant on defense. One of the best defenders in the league that doesn't get enough credit. I don't know why he's not on any old defensive teams like that. Very, very underrated as a point guard. Very underrated as a point guard. Very underrated as a point guard. And out of the three brothers, he's the best brother that's in the league. For sure. He's a a really smart guy. When he's not hurt, when he's not hurt, that guy, he makes plays. He makes your job a lot easier. And he can work with any star in the league pretty much. We've seen what he did with Anthony Davis when they were both healthy. Definitely agreed. Uh, Drew Drew Holiday is, is really an X factor as uh, a point guard. Very underrated in my in my perspective. Uh, doesn't get a lot of credit for the defense that he plays, opposed to a lot of a, a lot of other point guards. Um, I think I, to me, he contests the most shots as a defending point guard. Doesn't matter if he's guarding a one, two, or three. He gives you the best contest on a shot. Which is what you want if you're guarding somebody who can actually shoot the ball consistently. Agree, and that cool day for might be. It's a two point game. Miami's only up to sixty eight to sixty six right now, so they might not even win this game. Nah, that's a fact. Yeah, they they can easily get swept right now, and I also got it. Also got to give credit to the uh, the Bucks bench: Forbes, PJ Tucker. Bobby Portis, you know, those guys, those guys really stepped up. Pat Connington, 
Definitely. Um, to 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 my liking, uh, this guy Bobby Portis. Oh man, his his growth and his his showing in what he's doing on the court when it's coming to stretching the floor, playing defense, making the right play. He's a, he's a really big piece off the bench for uh for the Bucks. Same thing with Bryn Forbes, being able to shoot consistently and knock down shots when needed. Um, very big factor for those guys off the bench. TJ, you're trying to hurt my feelings, man. You know I miss Bobby Portis on the Knicks, but uh, Bryn Forbes, I agree. We we, we didn't see, I didn't think I don't think we see, we seen flashes of it in San Antonio, but we didn't see it actually being this much of what he's doing right now being a quality role player, backup combo guard. Yeah, you know, when Giannis creating those double teams, if he's able to kick that out, and, you know, he's a great shooter. So he's getting a lot of open looks. And uh, he's capitalizing, man. Got to give him credit. Bobby Portis, too, definitely a guy that uh, improved his three-point percentage. Even even last year, he was in New York. So, uh, And that's the difference between these guys. You got guys that are given the opportunity to shoot, and they're scared to shoot. Brent Forbes, we, we see that that's the difference between Brent Forbes and a lot of those guys. Given the opportunity to be that that sharpshooter, take that shot confidently. He's been doing that, opposed to a lot of other shooters who have been put in that position to play around uh, high-profile players, star players. Yeah, Miami, they, for Miami, just to close, just to close on, on the Miami, uh, they, I feel like they need, they need another, they need another, top 20, top 15 type of player. Yeah, they need Kawhi, just like the next. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they need somebody like that because Jimmy's good. He's not a great three-point shooter. Um, he's a good He's a good mid-range shooter. He's To me, he's like – I, I kind of disagree. He's like the Rosen. He's like the Rosen, but a better better defender and I a better – and has better intangibles than the Rosen. I, I honestly think that Miami needs a solid point guard. If they get a solid point, yeah, they, they yeah. can actually work. A solid, I, and I say that because Tyler Harold, he's a, he's, he's a, a, he's, a two. he's an up and down player. He he has his he has his moments, but he's not to me. He's not fully developed yet. If they get a seasoned guard with with keeping um keeping Butler, they could actually make some progression. Bam has been Please. has been on an uprise slowly. They get a seasoned guard, they could actually do something. So you think the answer to the Heat is Kyle Lowry? Hey, based off of what, and nothing against Kyle Lowry, but that is not getting them over the hump. Yeah, and and Goran Dragic is their one, and Duncan Robinson plays the one that times two. So I don't think that's what I I think it is what uh what what uh CJ and Ted is saying. They they need a superstar player. If Jimmy Butler was on the Sixers this year, I would have the Sixers as the favorite to come out the East. Probably, if not over, slight like at the same level as the Nets. But Jimmy Butler is, is just like Jewish Ray. You can't win with him being a number one guy. You can't win well, a carry that way. I mean, I would go to war with Jimmy Butler, Randall. Absolutely, absolutely. Fuck him. <laughs> I do think Kawhi would be the best player for to go to the Heat because Jimmy Butler is the leader on the team, clearly. But he can't really be your best player. And Kawhi, more of a you know quiet, you know fun guy, but he's quiet. Uh, you know, I think that that'd be a good combo. Him and him and Butler. I feel like, yeah, I, feel like the, I feel like I feel like guys are both right because like the, they would still the, need a playmaker at the one because we know Kawhi's not a great playmaker, and and Jimmy's a good playmaker, but 
it, it would be better to have. I'm not saying I'm not saying the answer is Kyle Lowry, but I'm just saying they could use a guy. They get both of them. Yeah, yeah, they would be disgusting if they got both of them. You br- you br- you bring the yeah, band back together. Exactly, bringing in both of them would definitely definitely change things. But uh, agreed. I, I feel like uh, Jimmy is not a star player. He's not your offensive kind of guy. Jimmy is more of your defensive anchor. He's your two way go get you twenty and uh, I want to say not even twenty, but a, a calm eighteen to twenty with four to six steals. He he would be your defensive player in any in any matchup you put him in or any lineup you put him in. In my eyes, like. He's not consistent when it comes to offense. So he, to me, he would be more of a defensive type of uh, player. He's an energy guy. Yeah, yeah. He's, not consistent. he's not consistent as your number one option. But if you had him like like a James Worthy, who was like a second or third option on the Lakers, he's mm. going to get you. He, you've seen him on the Sixers. He was going to get you 18, 19, 20 a night as long as you you focused on Embiid and Ben Simmons. Right, right. Exactly. That's, yeah, to me, to me, Jimmy's gonna be like a. To, I feel like he could be like a Scotty Pippen. Given, yeah, given another another star player, he could be another Scotty. He has the energy, the defensive tactics, and and just that that spark within being that team guy. And that, I think that's also his downfall. He's too much of that team guy rather than all right. Let me be that go to scorer and put the bucket in the hoop. You get what I'm saying? Like that's the difference within him and Kawhi and other forwards that, that play that same position. I know we got to move forward. I just got one more point Yeah. regarding Jimmy. And I, and I love Jimmy as a player. Jimmy understands his limitation. It's only a couple of guys that's top 10 quality players in the league. As good as Jimmy is, Jimmy's never was never going to be a top 10 player. So he's not going to be the guy that sways your franchise going one way or another. He'll bring a certain energy, but those things, those intangibles that a Giannis, Harden, LeBron, KD, those guys have, he's not he's not in that stratosphere, man. 14-point swing in this Bucks game, by the way. They're now up seven as we finish. Yeah. So, question, do you see, before we advance, uh, do you see Jason Tatum being one of those players? Yes. Yes. Maybe not right now. I see it right now. Nah, he's not. Still, he's stop. still too inconsistent. I, I he'll drop right fifty now. next game. He'll drop fifteen. You know. I see, I see it right now. Why? Because. I mean, it, I see the potential right now. Yeah, I don't see it. Like, like, tell you, I, like Tessa, I don't see it at a consistent level. Granted, it's not at a consistent level because uh more or less the team around him. Like, yeah. yeah. He has to – if you had consistent guys around you, you'd be able to play more consistent. You know what I'm saying? Uh, with, with them losing Jalen Brown, he has to take more of the scoring load on, on, on his in his backpack. That's a fact. I almost feel like him having Jalen Brown on the team, at, at one point I thought it was, you know, a negative. Uh, just two guys trying – both trying to be the best player on the team. I don't know if they're the best combo together. I actually like that. I actually like that combo. Um, being that being that Tatum could run between the three and the four, and Jalen Brown could run between the one and the three. Get what I'm saying? So with with that combo, Jalen Brown is a bigger guard than most guards, and he can guard most guards. I, I, as if I'm the Celtics, I don't as good as Jalen Brown is. I don't want him to be my primary decision maker. No, me neither. 
I want, I want to, I want, that's what Kemba was supposed to be there to do. Yep. He's and he's taking it. a third seat, you know, that's kind of why he's struggling because he's kind of in that Chris Bosch role where it's like, you know, when do I even get the ball? Right. He's used to being the guy for so mm-hmm. long. And he should sure. be, I think he's, yeah, he's yeah. a better decision maker than Jalen Brown. Hmm. But, but Jalen Brown just emerged so young. Those, those things change when players, when players play decline. Kemba has been a quiet player. He hasn't been aggressive. He had, we have yet to see games where it's like, all right, Kemba's, I dropped 20 here. I dropped 25 here. I dropped 30 here. I dropped 35 here. I dropped another 20 and 10. I dropped 25. And you get what I'm saying? He hasn't had those games where he showed the physicality and aggressiveness, which it's, is why I'm taking that back, that back seat. I, I, I'll say this. It's not about Kemba doesn't understand his role in Boston. Mm. That's what it is because He's not there to to take on that score. If he get when he gets eighteen, that's appreciated. We know you could get eighteen, Kemba. We hope we want you to get eighteen a night. But the two guys undoubtedly is Jalen Brown and Tatum. Not in that particular order, it's definitely Tatum's team. But those are the guys. That's what the franchise is being built around. And that's kind of why Kyrie didn't fit into it. I don't know if it's a coincidence that you know their last two point guards that were all stars before they got there didn't work out. The only you know, other consistency is, you know, those two guys also trying to be the guy. Right, right. Yeah, they need a Rondo. They need a Rondo-type point guard. They need agree, a point guard. Agree to what Ted, with, what Ted said with the uh, Boston being point guard killers. Uh, you look at you look at uh, Rondo, you look at Kyrie, you look at Kemba. Kemba and Kyrie play more like than Rondo. Rondo wasn't really a crafty, get you a bucket, I'm a shot creator type of guard. He was a, I'm gonna pitch, find the best, find the best shooter, find the best scorer. You get what I'm saying? Like that's the difference in Boston's play with those guards opposed to any other team. And I agree, Boston is kind of like a point guard killer team. If their point guard is not a pass first point guard, the then point that's really succeed. I want to say it's a point guard killer team. It's it's a scoring guard killer. Yeah, well, you Boston, heard Kyrie. He's not Kyrie's not a point guard anymore. You said yeah. James Harden's a point guard. Absolutely, so, See, that's, that's, just, why, you know, that's, that's why it works mentality. out. I'm with you yeah, on that. Exactly. And, and <laughs> if you watch, if you watch Boston's history, you go from Den- DJ Dennis Johnson to the to the Rondos to the uh, Jason Terry's. Those guys, their pass mm. first. Even Jason Terry, even though he was a spot up, he was a shooter. He they un- they had a feel for the game. Guys like Kyrie and Kemba. Who only think about Isaiah Thomas? Who only think about scoring first and don't don't feel the game? They're not being the floor general or the coach on the floor. You're never going to flourish there because that team is made for the forwards to be doing the bulk of the scoring. If you look at every generation, that's yep, that's a fact. That's that's always been that way for them. Yep, Bird, Mikhail, yep, exactly. KG, and now Tatum and Brown. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they need that. That's a great point. They need that guy. That could uh that could run the offense with those two guys as they do their thing on offense, um from a scoring standpoint. All right, let's that's that's those are great points, guys. Let's go to the uh the Nuggets and the Blazers. Two one in the Nuggets' favor. Austin Rivers been crazy. Twenty one points, sixteen in the fourth in game three. Definitely took some of the pressure off Jokic, um who I mean, you want to talk about a bucket. And can do everything. I mean, that guy's straight out the lab, bro. In terms of his ability, uh, his size, the things he could do from a playmaking standpoint, and 
He's just a bully down low. I'll start with Ted. What's your thoughts on the series so far? And who do you have winning game four tonight? Yeah, this is a great series. This is another right next to the Clippers Mavs, one of my, my favorite series uh, of the first round. Um, for me, you know, I love that we have, you know, Jokic, best player on the Nuggets center, Dame, best player uh, on the Blazers point guard. I don't feel like we normally see that kind of uh, superstar matchup where it's a point guard versus center. Obviously, they're not guarding each other, but, um, you know, for the Nuggets, Jokic is going to do his thing. He's going to basically get a triple-double every night, uh, you know, run the offense through him. So it is um, kind of countering the fact that they're missing Jamal Murray. You know, uh, it doesn't seem like they're missing him as much. You know, they do have other scorers. Who's, who's going to step up tonight? Austin Rivers, Michael Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon. Uh, they still have a very good team. They have a deep, deep bench as well uh, with Paul Millsap coming off the bench. Um, so I, I still love this Nuggets team. I think they take game four tonight um, because, you know, they've just – it just doesn't seem like they've skipped a beat missing Jamal Murray. Okay. We've got a TJ and then Vince. Yeah, we just go around. Uh, I kind of I feel you on that one, Ted, um, with, with Denver taking game four, but at the same time, I kind of disagree because we've seen Dame go through the same thing. Uh, going down. What's this? What, what's the series right now? Two one. Yeah, two uh, one. Denver. Denver's up two one. We've seen Dame in the same position, and I don't think Dame or CJ is gonna allow that to happen. Especially not after taking that last loss. I don't see Dame or CJ allowing that to happen at home. Um, CJ has been a little slow to start within his scoring wise, mm-hmm. so I kind of look. I kind of look for him to uh, get going early. Um, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Joker. The Joker has been doing the thing, just like you said. They haven't missed a beat, even with Jamal Murray being out. Um, but for them to actually advance, they're gonna need somebody to have that big, that big game besides Joker dropping a triple double. So they're gonna need MPJ to have a 30, 40 point game, or you get what I'm saying? Uh, What's this other guy? Austin Rivers dropping another 10 threes or, you know, some some miraculous crap like that to happen for Denver to actually make it up. Um, if anything, I see this series possibly being pushed to game seven. Possibly. Just for the record, McCollum, McCollum my second least favorite, second best player. <laughs> After they're, they're both right up there on the same level for me. Tell you, you're a funny guy. Um, I got, I got Denver. I got Denver winning the series. Denver's just a deep team, man. They're they're too deep of a team. When we, when you really go into their bench, and you see the guys that they got and the guy they play defense, it's hard to play in Denver one. And everybody knows their role. Everybody understands that Joker is the he's the franchise guy. And when you have a guy in the middle who can facilitate the basketball that well. You're going to have guys cutting left and right, doing what they do. And my, my issue with the Trailblazers has been the same thing for the last few years. Their backcourt cannot guard anybody. It can't guard nobody. They're going to, they own the their best hope is tying you out on the offensive end with them doing doing a number on you. But at the end, if you can't stop guys from getting buckets, and you got a team like Denver who have guys like Aaron Gordon and other bigs who can score down low and beat your guys up and rebound pretty well. There's nothing you can do because 
no, I have outside of Jokic, no guy on that team I really see play one position. You got guys that can play all over the place. Yeah, I um, I, I see the series going seven. I picked I picked the Trailblazers in seven, just because I felt like they had a few more guys that could get you a bucket than Denver. But both both of these teams play terrible defense. And that's another reason why I saw it going seven because I can see you going back and forth where one team is terrible defensive. One team is worse than the other on any given night, which leads to a W. <laughs> so I think this game, I'm going to go with the Trailblazers. I think it's going to be tied tied up two to two going, um, going back to Denver. And Dame, Dame, CJ, they're gonna have to step up. You know, Carmelo has some Carmelo has some some timely threes in that fourth quarter with like eight minutes left, tied it up, ninety-one all. And then Austin Rivers, since Austin Rivers just started going crazy after that, you know, like a sixteen points, and 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 a lot of those shots came off of you know those guys having to double Jokic because Nurkic cannot guard Jokic at all. Cancer, Cancer, he's a good offensive rebounder. You know, he's good off the glass, got some solid post moves, but his pick and roll defense has always been shot. Uh it's always been a knock on him. Um, so he can't he can't guard, he can't guard Yogis. Nobody can guard him. So he's he's getting his he's gonna get dirty easily. Um I'm a fan of his game. They do have some guys that can score, but it's just gonna be how consistent are, are those guys gonna play. Michael Porter Jr. is gonna have to get at least twenty, average twenty in this series. Gonna have a true shot and maybe you know, close to a double double as well. He's gonna have to get a, you know, he's gonna have to get ten rebounds, nine to ten rebounds. Um, he's gonna have to use that size. Can't just stand on the three point line all day. Just be a spot up guy. Got to get on the glass, get on the defensive glass, and create some shots for yourself. So, uh, Austin Rivers can play like that, then you know the series could be different. I, I just don't know because he's un, he's inconsistent. That's and that's kind of why he's been bounced around the league here and there. He's been on you know five six teams already. It's because he he'll, he'll he'll show you flashes of his scoring ability, his shooting ability, and then the next game, you know, it's like he's not even on the he's not even on the team, <laughs> and it's like where he's where is he at? So that's that's gonna that's gonna be a, ex, a key a key factor for them. For the Trailblazers, same thing. Norman Powell, those guys are gonna have to step up. You know, they made that trade for for Gary Trent Jr. and before the trade deadline, they brought in Powell. It's gonna have to big, hit some big shots. Nurkic gonna have to make Jokic work. I mean, they've been, they were battling in practices when they were on the Nuggets together uh, back in the day. You got to be smart. Yeah, you got to be smart. He gets a lot of foul trouble playing against uh, Jokic. That's a fact. And, he's, and, and then that, he's going to he's gonna have to try to do that to Jokic. He's going to have to try to get him in some foul trouble and make him work a little bit. If you're not making him work on the defensive end, then, you know, again, he can just do whatever he wants on offense because he's a bully down there. And plus the playmaking ability just makes him even more dangerous. I think that's um, the only thing Nurkic can do is try to get Jokic in some foul trouble because yeah. Nurkic is not stopping Jokic. I mean, at all. Like, right. Oh, yeah. Right. So not this all. is no. like, and that's why I brought it before. I mean, this is basically just who's going to go off more, Lillard or Jokic, because the yes. role players are, you know, it's it's hit or miss, you know, all mm-hmm. way all the way around. I, I agree with you. Yeah, said. But I think it's easier to throw multiple bodies at Lillard than it is at Jokic because the Trailblazers have no one that can guard him. Uh, yeah. I, I agree with you. At all. And he's make he's making Nurkic look pedestrian. Even looking at the numbers he had last game, 13 points, 13 boards, and six assists. And it's like 
so what? Doesn't matter that you had that. Yeah, because yeah. Jokic had what thirty-seven and like seven or something like that. Like he thirty-six yeah, and seven. Jokic, he had thirty-six, eleven, and five. So it's like, <laughs> hey, and that's what you get back. But only reason I, I keep saying I'm going to go with Denver, their only their only scoring comes from it's their two outside of Carmelo off the bench it comes from the backcourt. Those guys combine for fifty-one shots taken. Mm. Yeah. And even that, giving McCollum too much credit, I mean, he's basically averaging 20 this series. I mean, that's not yeah. good enough. He shot 8 for 20 from the floor, too, which is terrible. You know, and, and I see, like, I think he shot 9 for 12 one game. Like, that's good, but you got to take more than 12 shots. Like, you got to score 30 the way the Trailblazers yeah. played. Both, literally, both of them have to combine for at least 60 and more every night to win. Yes. Yes, almost. Yep. 55, 60, 55 plus. That's the only way. That's the only way, man. He has, he's going to have to play like how he played two years ago when they went up against each other in that first round. Um, he, he really stepped up. You so know, we'll see he what hasn't played defense, he's got to score more. Right. Absolutely. So I just want to go around. I just want to go around. So, Viz, you taking the the Nuggets or the Trailblazers today? I'm taking today. I'm yeah. going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go with Denver today. And what about the series? I'm gonna go with them. Actually, I'm gonna go with Portland today, and I'm gonna go with Denver in the series. I got Denver in six. Okay, and then and then Ted, you got you got Denver and Denver in this. You got Denver in the series. Yeah, and tonight. yeah, okay. yeah. I can see the Blazers winning tonight. You know, I I think they're gonna be in a lot of close games, but I just think Denver, like Jokic, is more of a load to handle down low than than Lillard is. Okay, and then uh, TJ, who you got tonight? I got Portland tonight, Portland in the series. All right. Okay. That's bold. <laughs> All right, let's <laughs> All right, let's transition to let's transition to the Eastern Conference. Go back to the East. Sixers, Wizards. Ah uh, man, I mean man, Russ is my guy, but I like Bill. Bradley Bill's my guy. Yeah. It's just unfortunate. <laughs> I feel like Bill's going to have to have a Tatum-type game tonight in order for them to maybe get one. He's going to have to go for, like, 50. Man, free Bradley Bill. Get him up out of there. Thomas Bryant not playing either. Shout out to Thomas Bryant. Thomas he's Bryant. A friend of the, he's, he's a friend of Moss. He's a friend of the show, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, him, him not being there is important because they don't really hit that. – they're missing production on the, on the boards and scoring inside without him being there. 100%. Oh, yeah, break the break the break the uh break the game down for me. Who you got tonight? Who you got in the series? You think it's just three zero and yeah. it's, 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 it's like a sweep by the six. Right, right now the six you can't you can't do nothing with that big, big the big dude in the middle, man. <laughs> you can't do nothing with when he's going. And I don't know what Doc Rivers did with this team, but Embiid is looking like he's enjoying playing basketball more now. He wants it more. It's, this is look. This is look a scary team to look at, and he's in shape. He's not all like out of shape as he was before. Scary guy. Yeah, TJ, you could go. Yeah, any um, any thoughts on the game and the series? Who you got tonight? Between who? The Sixers and the Wizards. Sixers, Sixers is taking it. I'm looking forward to seeing Bill try to score 50, knowing that Russell is not playing tonight. Um, that was my next question. I didn't know Russell wasn't playing tonight because I know he got hurt last game. Yeah, he's day to day. I don't think. I don't think. Not he's that it matters. Play. 
Yeah. <laughs> True. Not that it matters. So I, I honestly look forward to Bradley Bill trying to drop 50 to keep Washington in the series, but uh, who's stopping Joel Embiid? He, like he said, he looked like he's having fun playing ball. Like, when's the last time you really see a, a center look like he's having fun playing ball and not just doing his job? You get what I'm saying? Like, the guys. I mean, Jokic. <laughs> yeah. But that's, yeah, yeah, agreed. Look at Jokic. Jokic is. Both of those guys really, you know. They're just having fun playing ball. Like, And he's not working too hard. Look at last game, 22 for him, 22 and 7. Ben Simmons, 22, 11 for 15 from the floor. Tobias Harris, 19, 9 to 13 from the floor with nine boards. Like, when everybody's contributing like that, it's going to be more fun. Yeah, if Simmons, could, if Simmons could get 20, that that oh, that changes everything. That changes everything for, for, for that for that team in general in terms of their uh, how far they'll get in the playoffs. If he could, you know, he, he has six points, 15 assists, 15 rebounds in the first game, um, which is, you know, which is great. But if he could put up, you know, eighteen to twenty, which I which I feel like he could do, um, even playing with even playing with Embiid, who's a, you know dominant presence in the paint, despite Simmons not being able to be a great perimeter shooter at this point, uh, maybe maybe ever we don't know. <laughs> but um, if, if those three guys could give you 18, 18 to twenty five a piece, uh, I mean, just even looking past Washington. Against the Nets, that's that's kind of what you, that's kind of what you're gonna need in order in order to beat those guys four times. So, uh, Ted, how do you see the series? How do you see the series playing out? Um, same sweep. Yeah, for sure. I mean, before before the playoffs started, I looked at all the series, and this and the Bucks were the most sweepable series on the board for me. Um, the 76ers are, you know, one of the best constructed teams. I think in the playoffs and at the end of the day, Beal has been scoring 30, 40, 50 all year and they're under 500. So it doesn't matter Westbrook or not. It doesn't matter if he's there, they're going to get swept. Uh, the 76ers are just too good. I agree. I agree. Um, I think, I think they tried the, the Bill Russ experiment one more season, maybe half a season. Um, and if it's going the same way as, as, as it went this year, I think it's time. I think it's definitely time to look in a different direction uh, for Bill and, and and Westbrook because well, Westbrook is what he is, right? Like yeah. he's, he's yeah, not he's, he's not a, he's not a guy you you want as your second best player. I mean, he he racks up the assists, but he's inefficient. He turns the ball over late in games. When when it's crunch time, you can basically count on a Russell Westbrook fuck up turnover, whatever. It's just on cue every time in close games in the fourth quarter. You make Agreed. bad decisions. You can't. You can't win with that guy, unfortunately. It, especially as your starting point guard, second best player. Agree to me, Ted. I agree with you hundred percent. To me, Russell Westbrook is not a point guard. He is a shooting guard. He needs to be moved from the one to the two. And if anybody who's smart, who knows basketball, if they would have moved Russell to the two, regardless of if he's not a Solid. He needs to learn how to shoot. Shooter, he could give you hella points and contribution as a two guard. And being playing under an actual point guard, I think you would see him play a lot better. Where, where, where could he go? Where, because like you, I agree with you guys, right? He's probably going to on a championship team. He's probably a three. 
what team out there? I you know maybe the Lakers. But again, they don't have the they don't have the best shooting. But I feel like because LeBron is obviously a, a point forward and he can set up guys. Yeah, he that's probably the, the in terms of looking at contenders. The unfortunate probably, answer is nowhere. Nowhere. Yeah. Agree. Because he can't shoot. You cannot be a guard in this league and, and not shoot. And not shoot. His yeah. best option is to take a step back and win six man of the year. I mean, honestly. Oh basically, my God. Basically, if, <laughs> no. if anything, I'm, if, I'm like, has a big like, I think Westbrook could win a championship in like four years when he declines enough to actually accept playing the six man role. I, I said I think that's a bit harsh. I, I don't. I don't that, that is a bit harsh. But, it's, but it's harsh. Is, it's harsh. But is, I, he's I'll talking reality. This. He's I'll talking reality. Because I'll say this though. When when OKC went to the championship in 2013 against the Heat, people should have been taking notes then. Russell Westbrook wasn't playing point guard like that then. It was James Harden. Yes. Yes. But, yeah. But he was also then, playing. So never let also him go right there. The, He's even, playing with a generational then. talent in Kevin Durant. No, if no, no. Westbrook, if you put Westbrook with LeBron, yeah, they're going to go to the finals because LeBron no. is LeBron. Ted, I'm agreeing with you. I'm just saying every coach should have known a long time. Russ was Russ always been a combo guard. He was yeah. never a true point guard. Never a true point guard. So what you should, he should he should have always moved to the two. And I don't know why he stopped and after like 20, 2014 it was, but it, when Dirk Rose was still twenty Rose. Mid, I don't know why he got rid of the mid range in his game. He used to hit yeah. those pretty well, and then he stopped shooting them overall. And he's now he tries to three from the three point line. He's terrible from the three point line, and, he, and, he, and he's not hitting free throws at an efficient enough clip for a point guard. That's that's terrible. Yo, his so mid range is gone. And when he was when he won it's MVP, gone. that mid range was money. You sag off a little mm. bit, it's you know once once you saw the mid range go up. He was like, all right, it's, it's even his free throw percentage is just go, everything's going backwards from the shooters Russ, bro. It's it's um it's sad, man, because he's, he he's to Dallas. He's my favorite he players. He can go to yeah, he can go to Dallas. Yeah, and be a six man. That's the point that I make about about Russell. Um the yeah. fact that the fact that he I feel as though he wants to be the guy so fucking much that it kills his play. He doesn't know how to actually accept the role of not being the alpha male for the team. You want to be the alpha male, but you can't make the right decisions or you can't knock down the consistent big shot that you're supposed to knock down. You want to be the guy and take the most shots and be the reason why the team loses. And hence, that's the reason why OKC lost. That's the reason why... Houston never made it anywhere. That's the reason why Russell Westbrook is still in the same position. And James Harden has made it further than him. KD has how many rings without him? Come on. And to take it back to what we said earlier, because I know you want to say something, CJ. We were talking yeah. about Jimmy Butler being too much of a team guy. Well, Russell Westbrook is the opposite of what Jimmy Butler is. Mm. He's a he's a guy that's not top, quite not quite a top ten player, but he's one of the higher tier players. But you, he's not a guy that makes his team better. Hey, Jimmy leaves and makes his guys better. They're both Russ, a jumper away from, you know, being that guy. I mean, if, if you add yeah, if you add a three pointer to both, both of their games, away. they're exponentially uh, better. One hundred percent. And Jimmy and Jimmy shoots better than Russ, so I'm mm -hmm. taking Jimmy over. All around, I'm taking Jimmy any day he's over Russ Westbrook. 
And even that's even if it was smaller, even if he was smaller, I'm taking Jimmy over Russell Westbrook. Anyway. And I think Westbrook means well. He has great energy. Like, you know, he'll dunk on anyone. He gets like 10 boards a game. He just can't shoot and he's inefficient and it sucks. But I also look at I also look at that that him grabbing ten rebounds, ten assists, doing the Oscar Robinson thing, becoming the, the first player to, to do that triple double thing. I feel like that started as a stat padding within OKC. If you were that actual type of player, those kind of flashes and and that kind of gameplay should have been shown when you were playing within OKC when you had James Harden and uh, KD. Had you played like that then, you would have a ring. Had you played like that then, that team would still be together or you would still have an option to play with those kind of guys. You get what I'm saying? But the fact that you don't show that true point guard uh, mentality. Yeah, talk, about regret. talk about regret from the uh, OKC trading hard yeah, instead I was, of Westbrook. I was, I was just about to say that. I was just, signing surge. Yeah, not yeah, not even the fact that like exactly not even the fact that about signing Westbrook and not uh not Harden, the surge part. Like even though Surge, you know, champion, found a nice niche for himself in the A. Look at him. He got a ring before Russell Westbrook. <laughs> well, he's more he's a good glue guy. Yeah, he's a good glue guy. He he, he learned how to space the floor, which was which was smart. What? But yeah, if they obviously, you know, we could we can make a whole episode about the what if for OKC, but um yeah, you know, it just it's just sad. I just I just everybody else saw it. It's Watch not it. even about the what ifs for OKC. It's it's for me, it's more so the what ifs about Russell Westbrook. What if he was a true point guard? What if he actually made the right pass? What if he that's what but that's what I'm saying? Like Harden Harden is that point guard. Even Kyrie, you see, even Kyrie accepted it. Like it's even Kyrie this year finally came out and said, you know what, I'm a two guard. Harden is our point guard. It's not even like Westbrook doesn't pass, like make the right passes. Like he does rack up assists. It's just that yeah, he don't make the just, right passes. It's, it's so it's so predictable what he's gonna do. You know what he's, he's gonna not gonna do. shoot. He's gonna drive and dunk or kick it out. Oh, There's it. no three point shot in the game in his game yeah. to really mix it up like Harden and Kyrie. Like all these guys can shoot, and that's what made KB leave OKC. Yeah, he didn't leave because he didn't like Russ. He left because of the playing style. He wanted to play in a more free-flowing game where everybody doesn't know, all right, the ball is going to be in my hand when we come down the court or it's going to be in Russ's hand. We're going right. to move the basketball. And if you watch how KD played in Golden State and watch how he plays in with the Nets, they move the basketball. That's why I got like Joe Harris to average 20 points a game. Great and points. That, and that's, and that's what points. I say about, about – that's the reason why he left, and that's the reason why Russell Westbrook is Russell Westbrook because Russell Westbrook didn't move the ball. He only moved the ball when he couldn't get something going for himself. Rather than, okay, let me move the ball and be that off-ball player when needed be, he chose to let me dominate the ball and find my shooter when I want to find my shooter. Hence why Russell Westbrook is so ass, capital in ass. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the, I, like I said, the critiques are definitely warranted, man. Um, I, I don't know when, at this point, it's tough to see him, you know, change his game. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see what happens down the road. We'll see what happens down the road. But definitely in this series, 
Uh, they're they're just outmatched. They got the Sixers have too many bodies. Uh, 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 a possible team, I don't know. It would be weird to see, but him on Portland as a three. Ah, uh, that that's too many offers. That's yeah. too many. <laughs> him on Portland as a him, him and Dame already don't like each other. But nah. that's what I'm saying. him on him on Portland as a three being. Being they're gonna lose. They're not. They're not. They're in the West. Yeah. What I don't know if that makes them even better. Huh? I don't even know if that makes them better. They don't. They I don't because they I can't. They it, can't guard anybody. I think they're, it would. I think it would. Why? Because I look at. I look at Russell as a two way. Russell is a two way, and he can guard some of those bigger guys. So you put him as that forward. Yeah, he's not gonna be able to stretch the floor consistently, but him being able to attack and attack the big men. And also kick out to two shooters who can knock down shots. We we seen that though, brother. We seen that what Houston tried to do that put an unassigned. He'd be a good, be a was, good six who, man. Who, him who and was, him and Mello off was, the bench. Who was who was their third shooter on Houston? <laughs> who was their third shooter on Houston? You had yeah, Eric Gordon was inconsistent as hell. You, man. Exactly. Was, you was, who, who are you considering Eric Gordon or PJ Tucker? If but they, they, also, they also they also got, messed up trading Capella. We ultimately. Got, like That's that. true, but you got to remember, you're talking about playing in the NBA now where guys that play the two or six, seven. The best, yes. the, yeah, best yeah. Team, the best team in the league, their threes are six, eight, and taller. Granted, but look so at, we, yeah, they're so six, eight, eight and taller. Before, before, before you go there, if you got Portland with C.J. McCollum, Damian Lillard, and Russ at the three, and they play Brooklyn, what the hell are they going to do? Well, they play well, McCollum the would go to the, the hell three. Do? He's obviously bigger than Westbrook. In this scenario, I think. Yeah. McCullough. Granted, McCullough. Yeah, those, yeah. I mean, those it's a, guys it's are bigger than Westbrook. It's kind of what they it's got a, now because Norman Powell's a three. Exactly. exactly. He's a better Most shooter. Point. He's a better he's shooter. A better, right. He's a better shooter, but Norman Powell's not going to put up as much as Russell Westbrook is. Granted, and he's not going to defend better than Russell Westbrook is. If Russell is, is the third is, option, he's not putting up that many points. Because he's not, and, you, can't, you can't get CJ putting up 25, 30 shots. I mean, 20 shots. You can't put Dane putting up 30 shots and Russell putting up 20 shots. Yeah, he would have to think. Russell, Russell yeah. doesn't have to. Russell doesn't have to put up so much shots. As, yeah. as long not, as he could be. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. He does in his head. And as Ted said, in his head, as Ted said, in his head. Now, if he used to play the slashing playmaker role within, within the three, you get what I'm saying? Where, okay, now I'm attacking the bigs between the three and the five, and we're going to draw the one and the two to try to help because I'm attacking so much. Now you give McCullum and Dame those options to score. Now, when those two are on fire, he's giving them the breather and being that third option within slicing to the basket and having that corner three option. You told now, me I, I get what you – I get I, it. I, yeah, it makes it make yes. Yeah, like from a X and O standpoint, like on paper, it would make sense. But it also would take all three of those guys if that were to you know have that that were to happen. One, it would take Russ Westbrook to really take a back seat and be like, "All right, I'm not gonna like 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 Ty said, I'm not gonna get as many. He's gonna have to come with the grips. He's not gonna get as many shots." But that's what he needs to do. Right. Yeah, that's, that's what he needs to do. That's the difference between him, on the him and KD, teams. which is why KD has a <laughs> ring and he doesn't. KD realizes, okay, I'm not an alpha person. I, I, I'm going to go to Golden State where the alpha is Steph Curry, and I'm just going to play my shooter role. Nah, that's a bad argument. 
I think no. you could put Westbrook on like the Charlotte Hornets, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like teams like that. You know, we're trying to fit him on like top tier teams that are trying to win championships. That's not Westbrook. Like that's why he fits in the Wizards because they kind of suck. So, yeah, you know, yeah, get him yeah. on a team that you know. I think he'd be good next to Mellow Ball. I mean, you know, they can both handle the ball. Uh, you know, I think that that fits a little I better than the other. So it almost happened. Remember, he was he was. Remember, there was there was talks about him potentially going to Charlotte too. I think the- I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't like. I wouldn't like that. I actually like the way Charlotte is. The way it is, I wouldn't put Russell. Well, I think. On I think. Team. I think every team is better with Westbrook off. So yeah, <laughs> putting put, put Russell on, on on Charlotte is gonna make Charlotte disgusting. Because now you take the ball out of Lamelo's hands and you put it into. This guy's hands, and it's just because like, any any team that Russ goes to from now on, he has to understand you're not the guy. You're not the guy, exactly. And that's that's the that's the issue that we're watching with Westbrook, that we went through watching with Carmelo. Carmelo yep. went through the Knicks. He went I through. I hate a play that you just prime. compared them. That's it, but in a, way, a little similar in a way. It's similar, bro. We're yeah, watching, other than Melo is a top ten scorer in NBA history. No, okay. only, only from the okay, only granted, granted, granted. He's a top ten no, scorer. No, he's he's okay. a bucket, bro. Come okay. on, he's, he's, a he's top so much scorer. better than Westbrook. Not, not, not game, okay. not game, not from a game standpoint. Just from a just from a a mindset because it's mindset a mindset standpoint. A, right. a bit like he went to OKC, he didn't really know his role like that. Houston, Houston did him dirty. Houston, they did had him. to. But, they but look what it took. It took for team for for teams to buy out Carmelo. And for him to sit out of the league to realize, I am not that star player anymore. I mean, Houston, I think, oh, he got blackballed, bro. Houston, Houston did him dirty. Dan yeah, told him, yeah, bro. Like he's showing Melo's showing everyone right now that, like, he's a bucket still. I mean, granted, but granted, it took for. But that, the reason he got blackballed is because he wanted to be greedy. You, you, you don't think that's the media just doing that? You can't. But but pay attention. You can't want to be greedy. You can't want to be the man and. You're not performing consistently to keep your team above such status to be the man, or you're not. Keep them above five hundred. Yeah, you're not. You're not performing to keep your team above status, and then you're having issues with. Uh, you're having issues with the with within management. Come on, bro. Your your players decline. Just yeah, as Mello's, with West, West Mello's best team. teammate ever was uh, a Westbrook clone in Allen Iverson. Yeah, uh, passes prime. I, can, I can't say that because Amari Stoudemire was an MVP candidate before Carmelo got there. Before Melo got there. Exactly. Yeah, before yeah. he got there. <laughs> but th- things happen in New York because I love Melo, but at times in New York, Melo, Melo did stop ball, ball movement yep, yeah. and, try, and try to score 20 yeah, points yeah. in the first quarter and then don't score for the rest of the game and at, at an effective clip. So I see where the Melo comparison comes in. But also, yeah, yeah. what Melo? Yeah. Melo Another was, comparison is sorry quick, to cut before you. Before you go to TJ, before you go to TJ, Melo was flo- is flourishing now in the role that he did not want to take in OKC, which is coming off the bench. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Westbrook, Westbrook what I'm has saying. had three players that are better than any player Melo has ever played. Oh, Beal, James Harden, Durant, and Paul George. I mean, yeah. you know, you give Melo a great player next to him, which he never got. I think we we see something that you know different. Uh, I could no, I completely agree. I completely agree with you, but I just feel like I, I'm just only comparing it from a from a mindset. Where like Melo, like yeah, Melo knew it came to a point where Melo was like, all right, I'm not gonna, I'm not. If I want to win a championship, I want if I want to get championships, I can't be 
the the number one or number two primary option. I could still I could still do my thing. I think we're we're all saying the same thing. Like like Russell, he could he's if he if he wants to win championships, he's gonna have to come to the grips that all right, like I'm not gonna get as many shots as I would get when I was on OKC, Houston, Washington right now. It's gonna be it's gonna have to be different. I could still play my game, but it has to be within the confines of maybe the two other one or two of the other guys just being better than me. And we just even though we saw we saw that, even though Harden was young, but we saw he was a better point guard than Russ back in OKC. It just it just wasn't it just was it was it wasn't enough time. They didn't have enough time for them to really figure it out because OKC ultimately ended up letting let Harden go. So and then it's it's tough, man. It's like I said, Russell's one of my favorite players, but all the all the criticisms I, I can't I can't disagree with. I can't disagree. If you're watching the games and just him consistently throughout his career, um, and with all the players that he's played with, they they've gone they've gone to a certain point, but just not to the point where you think they would they would go because of how talented you know the teammates he's had. So uh just it's just uh it's just sad, man. It's just sad. All right, let's uh let's go to this last uh, any last point? Anybody made last one? Yeah, Rush. Don't don't be like Charles Barkley trying to get on the team when you way past his prom trying to get a championship. It look no like that, want him. It might happen like that, man. Because we all remember what happened to Charles Barkley and Carl Malone when he tried to get that one with the Lakers and then they lost so, to the Pistons. I think, so. I think Russell would see a championship. That he'll he'll start to hit a path on seeing the championship once he accepts the fact that. He is not the go-to scorer. He is not the go-to guy. Play this sec- play or, the, play the second man role. Or play he can get the gym and learn how to shoot a three. There you go. But that, <laughs> like, that also comes with I mean that also comes who, with being a combo like, guard. Harder like big men have learned how to shoot a three. You're telling me Russell Westbrook, a guard, can't figure out how to shoot a three? I mean, we're gonna be having the same conversation about Ben Simmons if they don't win a championship and you know we're five years down the road. And he hasn't learned how to shoot yet. But even he's showing more improvements than Westbrook. Yeah. Well, I'd rather Westbrook not take him. Yeah. Not. Yeah. I I I agree. But at least at least we need. I need to see Simmons at least try him at least at some point. Maybe not right now. He started this season very little, but like you at least see him practicing, trying to get better. And he's still you know much younger than Westbrook. So we'll see. I'm just saying. Right. Let's go to this last game tonight before we uh, give our predictions on the Sunday games. Grizzlies and the Jazz. I think this is a really good series. Again, I talked about this um, in the previous two postseason episodes. Got to give credit to the Grizzlies, man. You know, they they, they got two W's in that play-in tournament. Say Say what you want about the play-in, but you know, it's 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 definitely something that that gives you a little. It's like a little prelude to the postseason, and the, the Grizzlies really, you know, answered the call. John Morant, thirty-five against Golden State, went crazy. Hit a hit five threes, uh, six assists, six rebounds, about four steals in that game. Uh, just just playing out of his mind right now. Kind of looking like how Jamal Murray played last year, making making a splash late in the season, showing why he's going to be one of the great young players uh, for years to come. Uh, they got that W in Utah, and then in Game Two, Donovan Mitchell comes back after after spraining his ankle. A few, I think a five, I think a few, I think a month ago or a few months ago, um, comes back playing, you know, out of his mind in that first game, uh, first first quarter, hitting, hitting some big time shots. He's another guy 
last year. We saw what he did last year, averaging, I think, like 40-something in that series uh, in, a, in a thriller against the Nuggets. And uh, to me, the, to me, this could this could be one of an, another thriller in the first round between these two teams, especially with the, the type of dynamic guards both teams have. Um, I'll start with Viz. What's your thoughts? What's your thoughts on the series so far? Who you taking in the series, and who you got today? Um, I think it's a, a great series. The today I'm gonna have to go with the Jazz. Donovan Mitchell just give them that extra oomph. Um. John Morant's playing phenomenal, though. Can't knock John Morant at all. But I just think that they're still a little too young and experienced, and they're missing some pieces. That's what I got. Okay. I got the Jazz in. The Jazz in five or six. I think I think the um, Grizzlies can win one more game. They're a physical team. They're always going to be a great and grind team, but they just don't got enough. I kind of see – this that series possibly may go to game six or seven. Um, I don't think John Moran is going to give up that fight so easily. Uh, he's been showing signs of aggressiveness from the start. Um, it's going to be a little battle. Uh, Marshawn Brooks has been a spotlight for the Grizzlies also with his shooting. Dylan Brooks. Dylan, uh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> But he, yeah, yeah. Was, was a bucket back in the day, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dylan Brooks has actually been the spotlight for for Grizzlies with his shooting. So if he continues to shoot the way he's been shooting, they actually got a chance at possibly pushing the game seven or advancing to round two. That's my speculation on on that um, for the Grizzlies, but also with the Jazz having uh, having. This guy back, having Spider back, uh, it's it's a big plus for them. Um, he's that fire behind that team. So with him being back and playing well, they might just knock out the Grizzlies within six, maybe five. Okay. And just an update, looks like uh, the Bucks heat about to get Yeah. <laughs> heat about to yeah, heat, it, heat it down 15 now. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, no come back. That's that. Sad, sad way to go out for Miami. Yeah. yeah. One more thing before Tag goes. Uh, yeah. With the Grizzlies, even if they do lose this first round, hell of a season from the guys. Way to fight through the season. Um, it's like I said, they're just young, man. You got guys like Val Junis and stuff that's been there, but they're going to the number one seed, and the Jazz is the number one seed for a reason. Even though people try to downplay them, they had seven guys in double digits their last game. I think three guys had 20-plus in starting five. You got Mike Conley playing like Mike Conley. I don't know, man. Yeah, they're going to yeah. be tough. Yeah. yeah, it's super encouraging series and season for sure for the ja um, the Grizzlies. You know, John Morant uh, solidifying himself as the second-best player in, in that draft where, you know, the Knicks got stuck with RJ. But uh, <laughs> that is what it is. I'll let that go. But, I mean, you know, Weird, kind of weird series so far. I think the Grizzlies came into this series with, you know, some momentum and rhythm from the playing games where, you know, the Jazz were just sitting around on their butts waiting. Um, and then the second game, another super weird game where 141 to 129, that's not very Jazz-like. Um, mm -hmm. But at the same time, they had seven guys on their team score 14 or more points. Um, I think that's just too much depth 
for the Grizzlies to deal with. I think 47 points from Morant in a loss. That's probably what we're going to see the rest of the series. I'm actually kind of surprised you guys think this is such a good series. I think it's, I just think it's a good series from like uh, the talent standpoint. Again, watching Ja in the playoffs. Uh, it goes back and forth a little bit. And also, again, like I said, the Jazz last year, they went up 3 1 and then, and then blew the lead. So you just don't know, you just don't know what that team sometimes. Um, I, I obviously haven't, haven't Bogdan. Um, I mean, uh, Bohan Bogdanovich now, which they didn't have last year, makes a difference. Conley playing a little better. I, I would give them the edge. I just think the games are going to be a little bit closer. It's going to come down to Valentunis and Jared Jackson Jr. If those guys can step up in the front court and and make make Gobert get Gobert in foul trouble, I think Valentunis did a great job of that in the first game, uh, which ultimately led to to the Grizzlies getting that W. They're going to have to do that. They're going to have to continue to challenge him. Yes, he's an elite shot blocker, two-time defensive player of the year. You know, he's, he's great at what he does, being that anchor in the middle. But you can't be afraid of him. Like I was saying, similar with the, with the Knicks, with Capella. Like, you have to you have to attack him uh, because, again, you know, you're going you're gonna to get the foul call. If you're a smaller guy, the refs is usually going to give that whistle to the smaller guy going up against uh, a big unless he goes up, you know, fundam- fundamentally sound, which Gobert is good at. But you're going to get calls. You're going to get calls. So, if the, Valanciunas is going to have to work him on the offensive glass. They're going to have to try to out rebound them, and they're going to have they're going to have to play like how they you know how they've been playing since they've been a really good franchise when they had Gasol and and um, and Zach Randolph and those guys. I'm going to have to work in, in the paint and, and get and, and and be tough, be physical. Will they be able to do it? I'm not, I'm not sure. I just think they're going to need a third guy. They're going to need a third guy to really step up. Is that going to be not enough Yeah, not a yeah, not a, yeah. I think their second unit. You know, they have some nice young guys: Desmond Bain, Xavier Tillman, who showed some promise. But I just don't feel like yeah, I don't feel like they have enough guys. I think it's going to be a gritty six games. Uh, I, th- I think it, I think it goes six. I think Memphis. I think Memphis wins tonight. Um, I think I think the Jag got the Jazz tonight. And I got Memphis in uh, in Game Five, and then I think the Jazz. I think the Jazz closed it out, but yeah, it's gonna be it's, it's not gonna it's not gonna be easy because, like you said, I mean they, they put up 129 on on the Grizzlies, and you don't really you don't expect that from. I mean, on the Jazz, you don't expect the Jazz to be. If the Grizzlies that. win that game, we're you know sitting here, and I think we're having a little bit of a different conversation right now. But you know to have Morant go for 47-129 as a team and lose, it's almost like a demoralizing loss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah it, could, yeah, it could be. It could be, yeah. I think the Grizzlies, need they need a little bit more help. But they got guys that can score. You need somebody else to be a playmaker besides Ja. Ja can't be the only guy getting guys shots when they're open. He's going to have to yeah, and that's what, that's what I was about to say. Kyle, that's Kyle Innocent's game. He's a, a Boris Diaw, Hito Turgaloo kind of player, not the shooter that they are, but he's a facilitator, and he needs he needs to help Ja out with, with actually running the offense more and spreading the basketball. For sure, for sure. And, and Jerry Sloan is probably in his grave turning over seeing the Jazz give up 129 points. <laughs> I could see it now if Jerry Sloan was like, he'd be cursing every single one of them out after the game, even though they won. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was his mindset. Right? 
Uh, I bet the under is probably the safe bet uh, tonight after that performance. They probably got reamed out even in the win. Yeah. Yeah, I would go. Yeah, I would I would go. Um... Oh, I think I, I got it mixed up in my prediction. I'm going to take I'm going to take I'm going to take the Grizzlies tonight. And then uh, I think the Jazz win the next one. But I still I still got the Jazz at six. I still got the Jazz at six. All right, Gabe. Let's go to the Sunday games. I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go with the Knicks and the Hawks because we didn't. We have yet to talk about the Lakers Suns matchup. So I'll start with that one first, and I want to get your guys' thoughts on that series. I'm gonna start with Ted. Game one, Suns can't. This this game this this series is to me. It's you know it's a little ugly. It's a little ugly. You know, um, it's defensive. It's a defensive battle between between two defensive minded head coaches and Monty Williams and Frank Vogel. Uh, the shooting hasn't been great. But give me your thoughts on give me your thoughts on the on the series and who you who you got tomorrow. Yeah, I don't think I, we I still, uh, I still already know, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh I mean, you know from previous recordings, I'm a big Devin Booker guy. And last time yes. we recorded, I believe I was the only guy being a Devin Booker guy. Um so I knew the Sun, you know, I knew Book and the Suns were capable of this, you know, before the bubble last year they he just needed some help um unfortunately that help is uh you know a one-armed man chris paul known for getting hurt in the playoffs it's happening again um you know he's you know he's dribbling with his offhand most of the game he can't make the passes he normally makes can't hit the shots he normally makes and he's still hitting some big fucking shots i'm gonna give him credit but i think you know i thought this was going to be a long series before it started and I'm not it could still be but I don't know with with Chris Paul not being full health I think that's a big part of what the Suns do that's their you know primary ball handler big shot maker just having him on the court you see he's not 100% and they put him on the court late in games because of his IQ and what he brings to the table without even touching the ball um I got the Lakers taking this next game in LA, I think the Lakers are going to be tough to beat in LA, regardless of who they play. Um, you know, you could tell Devin Booker's getting a little frustrated. You know, shoving guys while they're in midair. No one condones <laughs> that. Uh, right. yeah. You know, I think the Lakers are going to start to take control of this series now that Chris Paul is hurt. Um, you know, kind of unfortunate because I was looking forward to this series. Huge deep book guy, huge LeBron guy. Um, but I mean, we'll see what happens. Uh, I, I I agree with you. Uh, instead of six, I, I think Lakers and five. Um, I don't I don't like to go with that narrative, but for some weird reason, LeBron always seems to like to lose game one in the first round. Mm. And uh, they call it the feel out game, even though I think it's bullshit. But it it it's, it's been it's been constantly happening, and I can't go against track record. So LeBron LeBron's found his groove with the team. Now it's just about Anthony Davis staying aggressive. Being physical down low and not settling for jump shots. <laughs> if you got those two guys going, it's gonna get THC going. It's gonna get KCP going. And really, if you only got Book going and AD beats his matchup with Aiton, Lakers the Lakers on the series were not a problem. That's been the problem all season, right? Like AD has just been so inconsistent this year with his scoring. Seems like he's always taking tough shots. Um, you know, so it was good to see in, in game three, I think it was for him to start, you know, playing like his old self, but 
they, the Lakers are in big trouble if AD doesn't score the way he's supposed to. Yeah. Very so beatable if, if when like, that happens. Yeah. And you can't have AD playing this way going into a series that can possibly be, you be playing Denver down the line or a team like that who has really good fellas, really good four and five players. That's a problem. Mm. He can't settle with being a point guard. You, you, I don't know why he doesn't want to play center for whatever reason, but there's not too many true centers in the NBA you got to deal with. So in this series, he might as well just do what he got to do and win. That's a fact. That's a fact. Credit to Drummond for coming through this series, I just want to say. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know he, he had those double board games in him anymore. And, you yeah. know, he seems to be taking that matchup against Aiton instead of Davis. Man, that, Drummond is like Moses Malone without the points. I see him get like six offensive <laughs> rebounds in one possession. I'm like, what the hell is going on over here? They're gonna need, they're gonna need him, man. They're gonna need him to dominate in that paint. They're gonna need him to dominate. TJ, who you got in this series? Oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Uh, Vince, I was gonna say, they, they lost a lot. They lost McGee. They lost the White. So they yes. lost guys. You need Drummond bad. Yep. Uh, TJ, what's your thoughts on the series? And who you got? I got LA taking the series all the way. Um, glad to see my boy CP3 back in the playoffs, actually with a good team. But it's sad to see him playing against LeBron. Um, I agree with the statements on AD. AD has to step his scoring up, but I also want to see him get back to being that post-play type of player instead of taking so many damn threes. Uh, that's to me. That's the downfall to the Lakers not progressing as fast as they should or as everybody see them to, to, to progress. If he gets back to playing as that post player with adding it, instead of playing uh, outside in, let's play inside out. Let's get back to what you were used to, to what got you guys that championship in the first place. Seeing him play like that, I don't see L.A. having much of a problem with the Phoenix. Agreed. But between Kuzma shooting like dirt from the field and AD trying to think he's Ray Allen, the Lakers are not going to win that way. But granted, okay, Kuzma's been shooting dirt. Kuzma was shooting dirt no. the year they won the chip. Uh, that's what I'm saying. That's fine if Kuzma's just that's shooting fine. dirt. But you can't have AD field goal percentage being two for whatever. Exactly why I say I feel way. like he need to get back to playing the post. Yeah, absolutely. Because he's he's relying on too many threes. And also, KCP has to pull his panties up and shoot the goddamn ball. Yeah. yeah. He got to pull him up. Pull his pin, tell, tell him to pull his panties up and shoot the ball. Like, what are you getting paid for? You know what's the funny thing? What we saying what, what, about Anthony Davis? We were saying this about a year ago about Joel Embiid and look at where he is now as a, a finals, I mean, MVP final candidate. Like, because he actually was putting his back to the basket and posting up and using his physicality more. They're just relying on shooting jumpers and threes. And he doesn't have the excuse of being, you know, LeBron's sidekick, right? Because LeBron wants him to, to be the scorer. So when you have, you know, LeBron behind you wanting you to, you know, dominate and you're not, you know, you don't have anyone to blame but yourself. Absolutely. And Absolutely. I know... TJ, as a LeBron fan, you were smiling when LeBron started to take over in that last game, and he actually dominated and asserted his will on the game. Hell yeah. 
Jay Crowder, oh man. Hell yeah. And that's the that's the beautiful thing to see. LeBron is actually playing like a Laker. He's playing like Kobe. He's putting his back to the basket and he's gonna show you, okay, I'm this veteran season player. I'm not just gonna take you to the rack and dunk on you every time. My 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 body is not what it once used to be. I'm gonna utilize my jump shot that I've learned to perfect throughout these years of playing in the NBA. The man is is doing what he should be doing, putting it back to the basket, putting the ball in the hoop. And if he can't get a good shot off, he's looking to his team to knock down the shot, which is why I love to see the way he spoke to KCP. Shoot the goddamn ball. We know LeBron. We know LeBron can do that, right? Like he always comes to play in the playoffs. Game one was a classic LeBron feel out game in game one. I mean, he does it every series. He's gonna do it next series. You know, he's just trying to get the guys involved, get people going early in the series, in a series where he probably knows that, you know, they weren't going to run into too much trouble against the Suns when he, you know, tries. You know, the one thing as a LeBron guy that I like to see this series, you know, game one, not only was LeBron playing like shit, feeling out the series, but he he's just, you know, his attitude sometimes just really sucks when, you know, a, a, de- a defensive assignment is blown a lot of times his fault and he just like you know gives his his guys on the court this look and this shrug like he's pissed at them i fucking hate that shit and in game two and three he like snapped out of that came to play didn't have any of that extra bullshit you know attitude that he has sometimes uh so you know i, I was happy to see that in game two and three that he you know had the right attitude on the court Absolutely. Uh, I think Mark Jackson calls it the internal eye roll. Yeah. Uh, we, we've seen it and a lot. Not, the, it is not internal for LeBron. No, 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 no. I'm not LeBron. What, he, what they do this externally. Yeah. Mark Jackson was talking, he was saying during the broadcast with the uh, Nets and Celtics last night. And you see Marcus Smart do it when they called the blocking foul on him when it was really a charge mm-hmm. on KD, but the ball yeah. wasn't thrown in. Those, <laughs> but those are the things when you're the leader, like Marcus Smart knew, all right, they called the foul. It was bullshit, but. I'm not going to get out of character because my team needs me right now. Those are the things that you want out of your lead. And LeBron, who's been doing – and he's a great leader, but it's just some of those times he, he wears his uh his emotion on his sleeve, his heart on his sleeve, and it's – you can't do that, LeBron, because you're the guy that they're looking to. Yeah. And it's, it's extra frustrating when he does that, and he's also the guy not getting back on defense and not, exactly. you know, doing things that he's supposed to as a leader. It's, like, extra frustrating. Like, what are you giving these guys looks for? And, and with the Suns, they had a great they had a great season. It sucks that Chris Paul. I don't know what it, he must be cursed or something like that. Yeah. It might be the base guy curse that was on Houston, but he's been hurt every <laughs> every single playoff that that's been happening during his career. He's got hurt at some point in time, so it's it's pretty it's incredible. And also, I think it might be Carmen because he did try to pull LeBron's arm off the socket in Game One when he tried to go for a rebound. So. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. That I, I I really can't explain it. I really can't explain it, man. Um, for this series, I got the man. I'm a, I obviously got the Lakers. I said I said this. I just I feel bad for the Suns because that's such a great season. You go 51 and 21, and you get bounced in the first. That's tough. They're here that's though, tough. right? Like they're here. I mean, you know, D. Book. They're here. But- these boys are here now. They're young. And they're going to be hungry next year. They're going to be hungry next year. They're going to be hungry next year. They're going to need Aiden to play like the second best player on the team next year. Absolutely. Because we already see, we already see Chris Paul. It's it's not sustainable. 
uh, for you know ninety plus games in order to win a championship. So Aiden Aiden's gonna Aiden's gonna have to play like the second best player on the team if they want any type of shot. Also, for uh, another factor for Phoenix, um, I like to see Cameron Johnson making a step up. Also, with taking those shots, being yeah. that that, that floor stretcher. Niggas a great defensive on, team. He's, he's been taking on LeBron all series. I'll give him credit all for that. Series. And and that's the beautiful thing to watch. Such a young player, uh, such a young player being that aggressive and that and that willing to take that chance to say, just like Tatum did, I'm going to guard LeBron. And when I get those shots, I'm going to take those shots. Absolutely. I thought he came out of the draft a little underrated, even going into the draft. I, I he was one of my top guys coming out of that draft. I really agreed. Him. Agreed. I, I kind of felt like Cameron was underrated, also. Uh, yeah, people that, slept on him. Yeah, I think it was the the multiplayer year, yeah, older guy syndrome that they yeah. always get hate. Yeah. Uh, I just, I just, think the, the Lakers are too, the Lakers are too physical. I will say this: um, they have, they have too much, they have too much, um, too much size in the middle. Especially if Drummond, if Drummond's playing like, like the big, like you guys are talking about, you know, being physical down there, getting offensive rebounds, imposing his will in the paint, scoring, catching lobs, doing things like that, being, being available for the double teams of dump offs. They're, they're going to be scary to stop. Uh, I will say this about the Lakers, though: they got to improve their shooting. They got a great. Agreed. Three point shooting team. They weren't a great three point shooting team last year, but now it's right now. I mean, I guess you could say it's the it's the first round. Um, so you would hope you know they can they they would start to you know kind of get into a better a better uh, a better shoot a better sh play play better from shooting standpoint later in the, later in the rounds. Um, they're gonna they're gonna need it because really what 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 the what Phoenix could do what other teams could do they could just play zone. They could just play zone on the Lakers. And and just and just you know Caruso, Kuzma, KCP, THT, you not hitting your shots. All right, cool. We're gonna zone up, we're gonna zone up AD and LeBron. And then we'll live, we'll and we'll we'll, we'll give them matchup, we'll give them matchup zones. And if you know these dudes, whatever, they can't shoot. So it is what it is. And that's and you gotta that, you gotta hit shots for the ugly hits, right? But, exactly. Exactly. But that see, makes the game see, ugly and it favors the opposing team. The Lakers, the Lakers, they gotta they gotta figure it out. They gotta figure that shooting stuff out. I feel like once you play back. I Knock see more, a little bit more. I see. I see the Lakers actually dealing with the two and three, the two three uh setup. Not, not a bad thing. Why? Because okay, you say that they're not shooting from the three point at a good at a at a good point right now, and I agree. But given that they have to play against a two three, they're gonna go into the PNR and, and going into the PNR, they have a good point guard who knows how to make the right decision, whether it's going to the rack making the pass off or knocking down that mid-range or drawing that foul within Dennis Schroeder. Yep, that's what I was going to say. The one thing the Lakers have this year that's better than last year is Dennis Schroeder. That guy, they have is, that he, his motor is fucking unbelievable. He, he gets by Very everyone. So. Very and then much the so. other thing about Drummond is that I think I noticed, you know, he takes away a lot of space from Davis. So, you know, I think Davis struggles with Drummond on the court sometimes offensively. I don't know what they got to do to figure that out, but I have noticed that. I, if, I if, think I'm, if, if I'm the Lakers with, with Drummond, if on offense, I want to I want to play him in the high post, not in the low post, because it gives him the chance to pass the basketball and he can set screens for people like that because we're, we're not expecting the post up and actually use footwork to get a bucket. That's not Drummond's right. game. Right. He'll you, do it every I, once in a while. No, it's not consistent. Yeah, right. AD okay. should be the guy on the low block. Agreed. Put AD on the Duncan's box and use and use Drummond as the PNR. That's gonna give 
that's going to open up the floor for and, LA and all picks, around. Because for any point guard, Drummond is just a big body. Getting around that, getting around that on the on the screen, it's going to be damn near. It's going to be hell. Yeah, it's going to be hell. That's a fact. That's a that's a great point. Yeah. That's a great. Schroeder Schroeder's definitely the X factor. He's going. They're going to need him. They're going to need him, man. They're going to need that 18, 18 to, to twenty range. A couple, a few assists. Yep. Few rebounds. They're gonna need him in in um in the later rounds. Because... Also, also shooters that shooters that 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 player that can get them a bucket when a team is on a eight to twelve run, eight to fifteen run. Shooters gonna get them that two to four points to get them going, especially right. when LeBron is not on the floor, when yeah. AD's cold, or vice versa when Braun is cold and AD's not on the floor. I think the best thing that happened to the Lakers, even though they're the seventh seed this year. Was them having that time of playing without LeBron and AD on the court? Agreed, agreed. They actually found they actually were were able to see who was the go to person and who they and could God. use. And they noticed that Drummond and Shooter were were two people that they could use while while AD and LeBron aren't on the court. And, and the poor all knows each other, right? Like Kuzma, LeBron, AD, they've all played together, so it's not like also, they really had. It's not like they just came together. Also, yeah. like Caruso. Caruso is also a low-key X factor. Why? Yeah. Because sneaky. went yes, very sneaky. When put in those positions to make the right pass or get the bucket, he's there. Making a defensive stop or the, or the defensive active. steal, he's there. He's, he's doing the right thing at all times. He's an active guy on, on both sides of the floor, and that's what you want. And really, even though the lake the lake is shooting from 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 deep from the from, from three, it's a little poor or whatnot. As long as they buy into their philosophy of being a defensive first, because that's why they brought Frank Vogel there to become a better defensive team. Yes. If they, buy, if they force other teams to take bad shots, they can make up for their, for their lack of shooting. Exactly. As long as they're getting yeah. good shots and they're making free throws. That's exactly. exactly what they've been doing. That's exactly yeah, what they've defense, been doing. Defense wins yeah. games. Yep. Yes, sir. Yes, it does. All right, let's uh let's close out these last three, uh these last three games on Sunday. Again, appreciate you guys for rocking with me this afternoon, man. Uh, let's go to. The Knicks and the Hawks game four. You know, you know, we talked about the series at, at the top of the show. I'll, st- I'll start with Tad and go around. You know, it's <laughs> sheesh. What's your thoughts on uh, your thoughts on game four and how, how do you see it playing out, man? Uh, I mean, I've, I basically have lost faith in Randall at this point. So, you know, I think he's just checked out. Uh, I don't know. I, w- I want to hope we fight. I know the other guys will fight, um, but there's only so much you can do when your best player just doesn't come to play. Um, I, I don't want to pick the Hawks, but I think the Hawks are going to win tomorrow. I don't know if we could stop Trey Young. Um, you know, Trey Young, if there's one thing I'll say about the Hawks is that Trey Young has established himself as clearly the best player in this series. There's no question about it. And in basketball, the best the best players win. And that's that's what I think is gonna happen in the rest of the series, unfortunately. Agreed, agreed. Uh same thing. I I'm kinda gonna go with what Ted said. Uh Atlanta's gonna take tomorrow. Just for the simple fact that Trey Young has established himself as the best player within that within this series. Um his floater game is very unmatched. His poise is unmatched. Um, I agree. He does a lot of trash talking, but he backs it up with his poise and his play. He backs it up with what needs to be done on the court. And 
if Julius Randle can't get it together, I mean, we've seen three games where he's been point blank, like somebody stole his baby bottle, you know, and he, he <laughs> went back to, to, you know, to when he was born again. He doesn't know how to play ball. So somebody baby formula. It's clip for the Knicks, to be honest. Derrick Rose is, is doing the damn thing, but the Knicks, the Knicks gotta try again next year. Uh get get Obi Top more time, get RJ Barrett more shots, get him to super the exciting season. Yeah, very fan. much so. You know, watching regardless. Them, watching them uh run the way they did to make it in the plan. Very, very exciting to watch. So I look forward I mean, to watching. Now we're next now we're talking like it's like uh, the Knicks obituary before they're even dead. But yeah, that's 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 just know. what it is, Rob. Because we saw three, we saw we saw three games of of Julius Randle absent. Listen, and we're gonna get him at a discount in the off season. Uh, and then we gonna you know, have maybe, two, two, two maybe we can lie. You know, super exciting stuff for the Knicks. Regardless, I think we all know. You know, our our cap was maybe winning this series and then getting dominated by the Sixers. You know, maybe we're better off losing to Atlanta, really knowing where we stand. Probably over, uh, you know, overplayed this year. You know, getting home court advantage in the playoffs this year is absolutely insane. So, yes. no, I, I agree with what you said. That's um, the big shocker. Big shocker. Home court advantage. Never expected. A lot, a lot of people try to come at us because we're the four seed, but. Atlanta had the same record we had. Atlanta also had have more firepower on their team. I'm gonna have hope. This is this is the Knicks fan bias. Um, I'm, I'm <laughs> saying we go we go we go on Sunday, but um, really it boils down to I need RJ has to be the third best player in his draft. Mm. He has to be the third best player that came out of that draft because we see John Morant had 47, and. <laughs> And my by God, if, if when Zion gets in the playoffs, we don't know. We know what that he's gonna do. Oh, I kind of disagree. RJ being he the third best player in the draft. I said, he, I said he has to show that he's for the Knicks to succeed. Say, he fucking better be. Nah, he's he, not. I, listen, TJ. I didn't say he is. I said he has to show that he's that. That's what tomorrow's showing. We know uh, he's oh, shown. He's made great strides this year. I don't think. No, nah, he has. Deny that. Yes, he, he got some. He got some MIP you know. votes too. Some MIP no, votes. Absolutely. I'm not taking another from RJ. I'm just saying right now, Julius, whatever, but it's still it's still <laughs> it's still what 12 11 guys on the, in that locker room, 12 guys in that locker room. Somebody somebody besides Derek Rose. Derek Rose wants it. Taj Gibson, like I said yeah. before, in the stat sheet is not showing, but if you watch his energy on the floor, he wants it. Oh, he plays hard, and that's kind of Agreed. what I want to see. You know, win or lose. Agreed. I want to see our guys play hard. Fight till the end. You know, that's what that's been our MO the whole season. We got to at least play hard. Enough of this low-energy bullshit from Randall that you know, spreads the rest of the team. That's what you're going to get. That's what you're going to get from vets opposed to up-and-coming players such as Randall, such as Barrett. I can't get Randall that. is a vet. You cannot give him a pass. Yeah, Randall's a nah, vet. I wouldn't, con- I wouldn't consider him a Just vet. No, no, no. Hold on, TJ. Just because he's never been in the playoffs doesn't negate all the play games he played in the NBA yeah. so far. He's not, not 20. Even, he's not, not even, quickly and, or and, and, and that's what I'm saying. Not even for the fact of him not even in being in the playoffs so much. I still look at him as an up-and-coming player because... Bro, watch how he look at look at the time he's been in the A and look at his play, bro. He hasn't really played. He was a, he so was now, a double double so, guy since he's so, been a double double guy since he left the Lakers. Yeah, yes, agreed. He's been a double double guy, but I still look at him as an up and coming player. 
Yeah. It's just annoying because he made so many strides this season to like be a better player, have higher IQ, make the right passes, and just to see right him thing. come into the playoffs and go right back to the player he used to be. You know that was getting shit talked by Kobe. Like, listen, he know. needs to, he needs the how to be Julius Randle for dummies one on one book. Yeah, man. I, it's, I uh, he got he got to go read it. <laughs> he got to go read it. If not, we don't know we don't know things. what else to tell him. It's a lot of things going wrong. We missing Mitchell Robinson. Nerlens Noel, I'll be happy if we can bring him back. I like what that's, he's been doing. That's, that's a big hurt for, for the Knicks, too. Mitchell Robinson being yeah, absolutely yeah, That's a vital player. But you had Nerlens Noel. Nerlens Noel's not Mitch, though. Mitchell he's Robinson, not Mitch. when you bring defensively, not, is a lot He's different. not Mitch, but he did match some type of intensity with the way he played no, defensively. I, a little bit. I, I kind of say a little bit. I opposed to anybody else that, that was gonna match that that was gonna be put in that position. No, no, no. I'm not taking nothing from him. What I'm I like Nerlens Noel. He's a good backup center. He's yes. yep. at best. He's not as starting center, he's he's overachieving. The Knicks this season overachieved. We were supposed to be fighting for the AFC. We landed at four. I'm happy By with God's that. will, right? I'm happy with that. <laughs> By whatever we want to say it is, I'm happy with what a lot of what Coach Tibbs did. I don't like what he did in game one by putting in a cold Frank Nilakina against a hot Trey Young. That was a stupid play. That was yeah. stupid coaching. Yeah. I don't yeah. like I don't like Julius uh, Randle's energy. And we know that we know we can make Trey Young take t- difficult shots. We've been getting him to shoot under 50% from the floor before. But it's about clo- it's about what Ted said before, the energy. They're not closing out on the three-pointer. When he kicks it out, they're not closing out on the shooters. Shooters are shooting wide open threes. In game two, they just happen to miss him. Yep, that seems yeah. credit. Yeah. To, credit yeah. to Trey Young for keeping the Doncic versus Trey Young uh, argument alive. Argument. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah, he's keeping it alive. He's definitely keeping it alive, man. Um, a lot of people, a lot of people died. I remember the summer league games. Everybody was getting ready. They was ready to anoint him as 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 the as a as a bus, man. That that B word. Shout oh, out to Kwame. Last Kwame, man. And, and, <laughs> And also with Trey, we saying Trey, Trey plays with this chip on his shoulder because he's from Oklahoma. He only went to Oklahoma. He wasn't Julius Randle was a five star kid that went to Kentucky and all of this stuff. He he had he's like he's he's what Jimmy Butler hates. The guys that had it easy, the five star five star recruit. I went to one of the one of the power five schools, one of the best schools for basketball. I'm a top five pick or a top ten a lottery pick. Trey was a lottery pick, but Trey had to work and show people like had to put up almost what thirty something a night at Oklahoma. Yeah, he went yeah. just to get recruited, just to get looked at. So these are guys that come in with a chip on their shoulder, saying, "I belong here." Yeah, 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 uh, man. Julius and CJ is a Knicks fan. I don't know if you were Knicks fan, Ted, but you know as Knicks. Yep. The reason why we the, the guys that we love on the Knicks got that dough, and that's why I like Nerlens Noel. That's why I like Mitch. That's why I like Derrick Rose and Todd. Yeah, I thought Randall got it too. I thought Randall. I thought Randall. I thought you we could put Randall in that category. Yeah, he, he right showed, now, he showed flashes of it, but like even quickly, even when quickly's not playing his best, that he tries to give energy. We want even if it's like we New York is no different from Philly in this. Even if we're losing, if you put an effort forward and you do your best. We're going to be mad we lost, but we're not going to be too mad at y'all because y'all gave us everything that y'all had on the court. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why we're so emotional about it right now because, like, we're in this series. Like, yeah. And we're, like playing, we're, we're playing like shit 
it, we like we're just not playing. This isn't the team that we saw for you know seventy two games or whatever they played this year uh, in the regular season. Yeah, man, I I can I completely agree. I completely agree, and I just. I'm, I'm, I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna I'm I'm go with the Knicks tomorrow, man. I feel like they make that adjustment. Hopefully, hopefully they look at the film. Even though, like I said, these first three games, they haven't really, they haven't really made that adjustment yet. But uh, I feel like they, they they have to. They gotta win this game. This is a must win. This is a must win tomorrow. Oh, absolutely. If, if, we, if we lose, if we lose this game, I think we lose the series. Yeah, it's over. Yeah, yeah, it's over. So it's a big game, big big game. Um, like I said, I want to see some pick and rolls between RJ and Randall. Get both of those guys going. Get RJ some some easy buckets. Get him to the foul line. I mean, I, going two for nothing. I might I might agree with you on the thing too, CJ. Take Reggie out the lineup and put Frank in. Just for the I'm moment. not even. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm not even saying I'm not even saying from a point like just completely take Reggie out. I oh, just no, no, mean no. Yeah, yeah, just a few minutes. Right? Start the game. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I mean, Reggie they could just put what? Barrett on Trey. Oh no, make him work. No, I don't. I don't I know. Could, I feel I like Bullock. Bullock. Bullock is solid. He's doing a solid job. No, like you I, know, they. Yeah, they forcing him left. They forcing him left. But yeah, I agree. Like you got to give give Frank a little bit. It's better than like you said, having him come in there five seconds with the left in the game, and like yo, guard Trey Young who already has 20, 29. <laughs> like yo, go guard for five. And, and you know what scares me the most out of all of this? Trey Young hasn't had a really good shoot at night in none of these games. That's Ooh. what I'm saying. Yeah. You put Barrett on Trey Young. Trey Young is gonna have forty to fifty. He's gonna ball that night. He's not going to score that many because we keep going over screens at 35 feet. He's not going to take enough threes. Right. That's what I'm saying. That's good. That's that's what's keeping us in the games a little bit. It's just Randall can't step up on his end. It's, that's what that's what's keeping us in the game. If we, if Trey, if we stop Trey from if Trey hits nine, nine threes, six, six to nine threes in the game, we're done. That opens the whole offense up. Then he could create off the dribble, everything. If and we then, just, if we just limit him to just the floaters and then kind of just stay home on the shooters. That that's how we stay in the game, and then with the hopes that Randall could give you some type of offense. I mean, thirteen for fifty-four in three games. That's like, what is that, bro? Like that on top of the fact we, we go we going over the screens, we going over the screens at thirty-five feet. But I, like I said before, our guys we have to close out on shooters. Now, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Yeah, sometimes these dudes just be wide open. I'm just like, yo, bro, like. You that, can't, they're not talking. They're not talking out there. That that to me, that just goes to show they're not talking out there. This is my and, and this is my my thing too. Kevin Herter, Gallinari, we as Knicks fan, we know Gallo can shoot. Gallinari, Bogdanovich, I don't even know how to say his road name. I'm mixing my Yeah, you got it right. Bogdanovich, you got those guys are perimeter scorers. You can't let those guys shoot. You can't let no NBA player shoot a wide open three. Even though Andre Drummond could probably hit about three threes in the game if he's wide open. (laughs) Yeah, they leave him wide open. Yeah, he's going to try it. He definitely might try it. Can't, you can't can't let those guys shoot wide open threes. That's that's my only thing. Clint Capella, they don't really have any imposing bigs. Get him in foul trouble. Once he's in foul trouble, you can attack the paint. That's what I'm saying, bro. Like they play, play, they play, they, they get to, they go to the basket when he's not in the when he's not in yeah. the game. Oh, as soon as he gets out of the game, you see D Rose go into the basket right away. Yeah, they play, and then but as soon as soon as he's in the game, it's like yo, they they looking at him as the second coming of Matumbo, yeah. bro. Like, I mean, they, they, I mean. <laughs> 
I, I mean, he like I don't know if he's playing like it, but like it just like especially when Julius Randle goes to the rim. I mean, he just like loses the ball and flails like no, no I've never seen before. But scared. Like, it seems like, to be like I don't know if they're just like losing the ball on the way up or if they're actually getting hit. I don't know what's going on. And and those are the things he was doing. We should talk about flailing and losing the ball. His first year is with us. And you yeah. can't, you can't you, we don't want you to regress. So clearly he's not work. Whatever he's working on is not enough because he's regressing to yeah. some of his old ways. And that's hurting us as much as it's hurting him. Yeah, so well, he actually, yeah. He's yeah. never seen, uh, he acts like he's never seen a double team before. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and we, we have to, like, like I said, I love having Taj up there and Nerlens Noel, but they're not too, impo- too scary def- on the defensive end. When you have, well, I mean, offensive end, when we're scoring. But we have to find a way to get those guys involved. Throw them a couple alleys, man. Make make the guy that's coming for the double team pay for trying to double team you and getting the ball to guys to score. Yeah, that's that's the one knock on Noel is he's when it comes to like catching the catching the lobs and stuff. He got he sometimes has butterfingers like yeah. because yeah. every time like throw like they'll throw him lobs or they give him dump offs and he'll just lose the ball. He have to double catch it and then by that time the defender's already in front of him. Like at least with Mitchell, like you throwing it up like it's that's he's a, that's, it. That's a lot, you know what I'm saying? So we're definitely missing him out there. We got T, we got TJ going with TJ's going with the Hawks. Ted, Ted he he wants to go with the Knicks, but the way how, how they playing, he most likely host gonna win. But I, I don't know. I'll take that as Knicks because you know I know I know you want the Knicks to win. Yeah, and then of course, course me, and Viz, me and Viz, you got <clears throat> we yeah. got the Knicks. All right, and then we finish up with these last two games, the two games from yesterday. Let's go Nets, Celtics. Guys, Brooklyn? You guys know everybody Brooklyn? Or you, you think I, the – I got Brooklyn. You say winning the series or winning the next game? Uh, well, it's good. I, say, I, say, I mean, we, we, we know – Yeah, yeah, we know we got you. We know we got I, I got Brooklyn winning, the, winning, winning it out. I don't think Sucks win another game. I think okay. the last name was that. That's hurrah. All right. All right. TJ, same thing? Yeah, I got Brooklyn winning the series. Uh and Boston's not gonna stop them. They had they they had their good run, but that's just that. Like KD, Kyrie, James Harden. We got young Nicholas Claxton and Blake. Blake is giving a uh, little spot to his, his old self, but he's still trash. Um, <laughs> yeah, I see BK taking taking this series. Uh, I think Boston got that one win, and that's really it. Tatum has to score a 60-point game for them to win another game. Uh, yeah, for real, for real. Now, Ted, I already know you got you got one in the same, right? Yeah, Brooklyn is going <laughs> to take the next two. Okay. And then hey. uh, the – yeah, go ahead. Yeah, 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 go ahead. I was saying, and it took 50 points from Tatum and a bad game from Kyrie for them to, to mm-hmm. barely right. see his block because they still almost won within the last couple seconds of the game. Exactly. They had a shot, so – yeah, great points, great points. And then uh, Clippers, Mavericks, who y'all got tomorrow? And then, I mean, I mean, this might be just like whoever wins tomorrow could sway the series. But who, who y'all going with? I'll start with I'll start with uh, Viz, and they, everybody could go around. I want to I want to pick the Mavs, man. I want to, so I just don't trust Porzingis. So I'm gonna go with the Clippers. Okay. And then the series, you got Clippers, right? I got uh, Clippers got home court, right? Yeah. Clippers in seven. Clippers in seven. Okay. It might, it might, it might turn out that way, especially if they win them all. 
Um, uh, yeah, TJ, who you got? And then Ted, and then we'll uh, we'll close out with, and then we'll close it out. Yeah. Uh, for the series, I got the Mavs. I think for the next game, the Mavs also. Uh, like I said before, <laughs> I, I really don't see anybody stopping Doncic. They're gonna have to put Kawhi to stop him, and we're putting Kawhi to stop him. That's gonna open up the rest of the floor for the team, and we know what Doncic could do when that happens, even if he's semi getting locked up. Once he gets a couple of buckets going, the rest of the team is going to get going. So I don't really see too much for playoff or playoff P, way off P. And, you know, the the Los Angeles Clippers. What you got tomorrow and then the series? Yeah, this is a tough series. I think it's all going to come down to if, uh, you know, Hardaway and Porzingis can help Doncic enough. Uh, where they could score enough to beat the Clippers. Uh, I'll take the Mavs uh, tomorrow and take them at six. Take them at six, okay. And for me, yeah, I got the Clippers in six. And, I mean, I, I think they're going to win tomorrow and, and tie it up. I just – Doncic is excellent, excellent player. I just don't see the consistency from Prozingis for me to for me to really think they could, they could win the series, man, even though – even though we, you know, we clown Paul George, but you've been playing pretty solid in this in this mm-hmm. series. Um, so, uh, so we'll see. We'll see if they're able to win four in a row, or can just get four in general. Uh, I, I say six, but like like I said, it could definitely could definitely go seven with the back and forth. Um, they're just gonna have to do a better job on on, on Doncic, especially on those on those screens. And then from from the Mavericks standpoint. You know they could get to the paint at will because Porzingis just lost all his shot blocking ability ever, ever since he got hurt, and Kleber is not a shot blocker. So they, you know, those guys can go to the paint easily. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a battle. It's gonna be a battle. But yeah, I got Clippers in six, and that and that concludes this episode, man. We uh, man, Viz, Ted, TJ, gotta thank you guys. Popping on the episode with me, man, for real. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you guys. No, appreciate you, you having us on, man. man. Thank you for having right. me. I'll pop out again, man. Of course, of course. Um, as the series goes on, move on to the second round. Definitely want to get you guys on. <clears throat> Excuse me. Hopefully for some live shows. and start doing some live shows um, in, in, in the future as well as, as these playoffs progress. Uh, let's let's start with this, man. Where, where can we find you on, on type uh, of platforms? You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, well, uh, Fist Whoops, everything, V-I-S-S-W-O-O-O-P-S. Fist Whoops on all my platforms, or Grand Season TV on YouTube. So you can find us there. And, again, appreciate you having us having me on here. And we definitely got to talk about Tebow next time I'm on here, man. Oh, yeah. Tebow guy. <laughs> oh, for sure. I'm not, I'm, not really a, I'm not really a Tebow guy. I'm not really a Tebow guy. I'm not really a Tebow guy. I just... I don't know. That's yeah. That's a different. That's a different episode. Yeah, I'm gonna definitely get you. On, I'm gonna definitely get you on the hard count, bro. We're gonna talk some NFL. Yeah, um, yeah bro. Again, thank you. And also, the Jungle Report podcast as well. Yeah, Jungle Report podcast as well. Yes, sir. You can you can find both of those podcasts um, on all, all platforms that platforms. have podcasting. Perfect, perfect, man. Look out for my guy, Viz, man. Doing doing big things um, in the music culture, sports as well. So, uh, Ted, where can we find you, bro? Uh, yeah, mainly on Twitter. You see me interacting with CJ, Ted Sempepos, S-E-M-P-E-P-O-S. Uh, you know, I'm happy to be on whenever, uh, whenever. 
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And my guy, my guy, TJ. Uh, you guys can find me on IG, smoke from smoke underscore from Mars. Uh, trying to get my Twitter and everything going. Know me with my guy CJ on PlayStation, PlayStation Network, Psycho Dash BBF. Catch me on there, guys. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You guys can find me on Twitter at CJ Sports, at Garner Pod on Instagram. Um, also, partnering with Unwrapped Sports Network. Got to give them a a, a big shout out for uh, for the platform in my podcast on and I'm um, doing some big things over there as well. And also you can find me on the hard count covering all things NFL. Hopefully I can get three of you guys on that episode as well. All three um, every Tuesday, 9 PM Eastern. Um, you can catch me and, and my co-host Anthony Conover. So that, that concludes this episode. Thank you guys for listening, for tuning in. Catch you on the next one.